The Locked and Loaded Latinos podcast is part of the Self-Defense Radio Network. All your pro-freedom podcasts in one place. You can find the Self-Defense Radio Network at sdrn.us. Some of the great shows that you'll see there are the Polite Society podcast, Self-Defense Gun Stories, Gun Freedom Radio, Riding Shotgun with Charlie, and many, many others. Thank you so much for being a listener, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 63 of the Locked and Loaded Latinos podcast. As always, I'm Rolo the Puerto Rican Pistolero, and I am joined by my lovely, beautiful wife and co-host, Johanna Latina Locked and Loaded. How are you doing this evening? Howdy, y'all. I'm doing good. I don't know why I just turned Southern. I'm sorry. <laughs> and that's not even where you were the last few days, so it's, it's pretty not. funny. So... Welcome, everybody, and we appreciate you all joining us on an unusual uh, Monday Madness episode of the Locked and Loaded Latinos podcast. Uh, we apologize for not coming on last night. Joe had a bit of an adventure this weekend. Uh, Joe, let's talk a little bit. Let's start with that, actually. Let's talk about your story and some of your observations because some of uh, your travels and where you were are actually relevant to some of the things that are going on today. Absolutely. So uh, I usually don't like to say where I am while I'm still there. So if you guys were watching um, Rolando uh, while he was doing his Mario Kart um, thing, thing about Bobby. <laughs> Game stream. Game stream. I was, I called in. I was only on for like a little bit though. So um, if you missed it, you blink, you missed it. But I did call in. And I kind of like alluded to it. Wait, can any, does anybody want to guess where I was? <laughs> I'll give you like some clues. I was in the Pacific Northwest. There was a lot of homeless people and straws are illegal. Go. <laughs> no, no one. Okay. Well, I was in Oregon, Oregon, Oregon. Oregon? I don't know. Oregon? I don't know anymore. I, or- I say Oregon, but a lot of people say Oregon. When I say Oregon, I feel like I'm saying like an organ, like I'm, I'm like holding a kidney or like a spleen, mm-hmm. not a state. Well, it's Oregon. Oregon. I think that's Oregon. the proper way yeah. to say it. Oregon. So I was in Oregon. And by the way, I absolutely like, hold on, let me, let me show you something. It's unplugged. Yeah, I used the... Uh, you took my cable? Yeah, it's for, to use for this computer. Uh-uh. So this is how much I love, like, like the this kind of, like, land scenery. Like, that's my, like, laptop case. Like, I actually want to get... Um, I didn't even tell you. I want I, I figured out what I want to get for my tattoo cover-up of my um, bad tattoo. Um, I saw this really cool cover-up of, like... Uh, land with like trees like that mm-hmm. i like i really dig that so i might get that so anyway yeah i like my in my previous life when before um marriage i used to do a lot of traveling to like national parks and stuff like that so i like i was really jazzed about going to oregon <laughs> um just because it's i wanted to see uh the leaves turning and mountains because you know we live in beautiful florida i love i love um good guess mike San Fran. Well, San Fran is pretty close in, like, it's problematic state. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, so I digress. So, I'm in Oregon, and I'm really, like, I didn't know what to expect because I was like, I'm going to Portlandia, you know, um, land of the 
anti-fascists and all that stuff. And so I was a little nervous, but at the same time, I'm like, but I'm also going to get to see like pretty trees and stuff like that. And by the way, beautiful, absolutely gorgeous, um, the state itself. So I can see the appeal. However, as I was driving, I actually didn't see it at first. Someone had to point it out, which after they pointed out, that's all I could see. Because I was too jazzed being like, oh, my God, look at the trees. Oh, my God, is that a waterfall? Like, there's literally, like, 250 waterfalls. I'm, I may be off by, like, plus, minus 20. <laughs> but it's actually, cons- I think it's, like, the number one state with the most waterfalls in all of the United States. And then we got to, um, I got to see some of them, and they were, like, beautiful. You, I sent you pictures, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty cool you stuff. Did. Yeah. So, anywho. Um... I was so distracted by the natural beauty that, you know, the person I was with goes, uh, did you see all the homeless? I'm like, what are you talking about? And then I start paying attention. And it's not like everywhere has homeless, but it was like on another level. If you don't live on the West Coast, I guess, it's like, how do I say this? Like, I'm used to seeing like a couple people on, on streets. Not entire villages. Mm-hmm. You'll see a pretty affluent. There was a really cool affluent like area of of houses that were actually like floating houses on on the water. Houseboats. How, no, it wasn't houseboats. They were actually like full full ass houses on docks. I don't know how they do it, like but on really barges or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and they had like they had garages where you would like pull your boat in. So I was like wh- again, I was so jazzed by like looking at the mountains behind the houses and the and the river that at first I'm like I'm just looking at that and then I went, "Whoa. There's a what what how could I see anything but the entire village of tents and RVs and hussed out cars with people living in them." And it's not like, it almost looks like on purpose. Like, I, I don't, I know there's like a lot going on with homelessness. There's mental health shit. Oops, sorry. <laughs> mental health <laughs> issues. <laughs> and, but there's also drug addiction issues. And I really wonder, because it almost looks like too well set up. Like, a ton of these people have just like good setups for homeless people. Like, really, really well established, like, tent cities and Mm -hmm. rv cities and i was like what's up with that and then my friend was like uh it's probably because of all the drugs and then i was like what are you talking about like yes weed's legal there by the way i am not a huge fan of weed like to each their own my problem is i hate the smell and it smelled like weed everywhere my hotel smelled like weed and i'm like I don't mind if you do it. It's just I hate when it, everything smells like it. So I was just like, I was grumpy the <laughs> whole time. I'm sorry. I just it's not like my personal pet peeve. I just don't like the same way I wouldn't like something smelling like cigarette, even though I'm a cigar smoker. Sure. It's like I like cigars when I'm smoking a cigar, and there's a designated cigars place. Yeah, you don't want everything to smell like cigars. But I don't want to stink like cigar for the rest of my freaking of life. You know. So the whole permanent, I'm not kidding. Like you're driving down the highway. It smells like weed. You're walking down your hotel hallway. It smells like weed. They have, they pay a guy to walk around the hotel spraying fragrance. So now it smells like weed and fragrance. So it's not, but by the way, I found out that it's not just weed because I don't think people get crazy over weed like that. I found out that actually Oregon or Oregon, Oregon, 
has decriminalized hard drugs like heroin and meth, mm-hmm. which that's a very libertarian thing, okay? I understand that. A lot of people are very pro decriminalization, and I understand why. But I feel like that, in, I, I get it. So I'm like, I, I'm conflicted. I don't know how to feel about it because this is just an idea that I had to experience in the last couple of days, and I'm like, I'm tr- still trying to process the ideas. So on one hand, I'm like, yeah, decriminalize it because, you know, why are we filling up our jails with things? People that, that have other problems. Yes. Sure. Mm-hmm. But then when I see the outcome where you have just, and, and I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going to say this is not a victimless thing. Like, oh, it only affects the people who chose to be homeless because they decided I'm going to give up my home and I'm going to use that money for heroin or whatever. Cause I'm assuming that's what, you know, a lot of that's happening because th- mm-hmm. I mean, I'm telling you, this looks pretty planned out. And I know there's also a housing crisis, kind of like Florida, but much more extreme. Like their rent and their 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 houses are ridiculous, and there's a huge gap between wages and and salary. Well, cost of cost, and cost of, of living. Yeah, cost so of I living. understand there's an aspect of that too. It's unaffordable, um, but I just I feel like a lot of it is is a combination of things. But I think the legalization of heavy drugs or hard drugs, sorry, hard drugs, um, is a contributing factor to some of it, to some extent. Uh, well, it's an obfuscation of mental illness and then giving people access to these things without creating an infrastructure of education. I believe we were having a discussion yesterday about this where part of the problem is that we have a very, because of, and, and you know, this can even tie into I know everybody's tired of talking about it, but even the Alec Baldwin thing in the sense of there's a lack of education, there's a forbidden fruit factor, and it causes people to make terrible mistakes. There's no infrastructure to help people with mental illness. Uh, A lot of them are veterans of the armed forces, and we have no way to to really help any of those people, and a lot of of people throw them by the wayside. The left just says that everybody can do whatever they want without any infrastructure. The libertarians say that to a certain extent, but... Again, there needs to be an education. If you're going to allow people to do certain things, I think you have to be frank and honest about certain things. So again, when we talk about firearms, we always talk about I'd rather have dangerous freedom than, you know, um, than tyrannical safety or whatever. I'm, I, I butchered the quote, but you know what I mean. Um, so part of that, you know, Wait. is accepting some of those consequences that life can be dangerous. So you allow people to do things. But at the same time, you have to educate them. So you can't just live in a vacuum where you just say, here's a gun and you don't explain to anybody what a gun is, how to be safe around it, what the rules are. So if you're going to allow drugs to be legalized, you have to let people know. If you take certain drugs, you can overdose and you can die. And there isn't necessarily going to be an infrastructure of people to help you if that happens. And these are the consequences behind it. And... Yes, you can go ahead and do this, but if you allow yourself to spiral out of control, you're kind of a loser if you do that. It's not responsible. So it's having that kind of balance because you see countries like Portugal where they decriminalized hard drugs several years ago, almost two decades, and it's a completely different experience from what we see here. And I think it has to do with the maturity of a society, educating people on the consequences of certain actions, And then eventually when they get over this forbidden fruit factor, they get over it. And then they realize, hey, this is, these are the ways that you can responsibly do things. 
Like, now, is are, Amsterdam still jazzed about weed, or they just is mostly like just terror up t- terrorists? <laughs> Taurus. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, apparently, I can't. <laughs> I can't not only not say Oregon. I can't say normal words like tourism. Um, so, what's the deal with um, like Amsterdam? Do they are they like over it because it's just like been? You, a thing you have forever? to ask the Dutch, but I think that in Europe it's not as big of an issue because of some of those things and how it's accepted. Kind of how. Uh, you know, when you're in a community that has a gun culture, you have less, you know, issues with safety, negligence, um, uh, murder, you know, all of those things. So you kind of have to compare it. And it's a difficult thing for conservatives to look at, especially part of the part of the reason that I feel the way that I do is the history. A lot of these things were pushed. Um, you know, uh, we were on with KD the other day on Hank's show, and we didn't go deep into Iran-Contra, but I've spoken about it before about... Um, the government involvement with the uh, drug cartels to funnel weapons and how that in- essentially created kind of the crack cocaine epidemic uh, in the United States. So a lot of the th- the consequences that we ha- are dealing with are with, you know, either the government or big pharmaceutical industries. We saw the opioid crisis here in the United States. We know that there's an infrastructure of pharmacists who do bad things and they essentially act like legalized drug dealers and they've tried to push uh, pills on people. So it's a multi-factor and multifaceted issue uh, when it comes to addiction and how you deal with it and drugs, and it's very complex, and that's what makes it. Did you uh, say pharmacist? Yeah, no, yeah. the pharmacist. There are like you, I would say it's less pharmacist and more like pill mill style. Yeah, well, pill mills. Yes, it's not pharmacists. Yeah. It's more like docs. Yeah. So, well, but there that, are that are in that that line. Yeah. I mean, we have that problem, or at least we had that problem. I don't know. Like, I think they've cracked down on it quite a bit mm-hmm. on. Um, in South, well, not South, but yeah, South Florida. Like, it was a big thing in Florida, generally. Yep. And that's why we have such strict um, prescription drug laws in, in Florida. They don't mm-hmm. they don't play around here. No. Because we had a we had an issue with pill mills um, for a little bit. Anyway, I never got to my point. Go well, for it. Well, yeah, I partially got to my point. So, anyway, so we have, we're in Oregon. We notice all the... Um, homeless and then I find out about the drugs and then I wasn't I don't know if you guys have ever been to this place called uh Dutch Brothers it's a coffee place that's really famous in like most of the world slash country sorry most of the country and I've never heard of it so it's it's world famous so I was like oh shoot let me let me try this out so this this kid comes up to the to the kid who's attending because I guess it's like you drive up it's like a little hut or something and you drive up and some some dude with a tablet comes over and takes your order. So some dude walks up to that guy and he goes, dude, dude, you got to push the straw button. We're going to get fined. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, you didn't hear there was some new law that came into effect last week when you were on vacation. We're going to get fined. You have to ask and ask the, cl- the, 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 I don't know what they call us, client. I call people client. Customer. Yeah. Customer. If they want a straw. You can't just give him a straw. That's a law now. It's legal. And by the way, um, I'm pretty sure at least one of these two dudes were high because they were like super like, <laughs> it's a long story. I told you the story. Mm-hmm. But, um, so anyway, so I'm like, so we have, by the way, like I was saying, it's not a victimless thing. The fact that there is a crap ton of people just living out and about in the grassy areas and mm-hmm. in every nook and cranny of the state. Because along with that 
is a crap ton of refuse and garbage everywhere. Like literally piles of it. You have burnt out husks of cars. And I guess because when it gets cold, they make fires and then, you know, fires sometimes get out of, you know, what happens. So there's just garbage and mess and husked out, burnt out crap everywhere. Which, by the way, I'm sure is dangerous to some extent, too. Um, And then you have your government worried about straws. And I don't know why. Well, I do know why. But that just pissed me the F off. Because how irrational it is. And it's the same kind of concept of what we're dealing with when... You know how I am when it comes to... I always say don't make things political when it just, like, go with the common sense factor of things. And that's my problem with a lot of politics is it lacks freaking common sense. Yep. You need, I don't know, like, to just, like, someone needs to get smacked upside the head and be, like, or shaken, like, hello, is anyone paying attention here? Why do you care about the god darn straws and you make that a fine and a law when there's literally piles of garbage everywhere Mm -hmm. and people living in the streets and you probably made that worse with your laws? So anyway, that was my story about Oregon. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed it. Oh, man. I, I, wow. Well, it was it's a beautiful state. Love it. Mm-hmm. Just like I, I'm like, like my feet were like wanting to go for a hike, looking at all that beauty. But I didn't have a chance to do that, so I didn't. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't wait if I ever get to do that. I'm sure I'm gonna love it. But everything else was just so. Yeah, my trip was. Now, unfortunately, uh, you had some flight delays that caused you to miss a, uh, a connection, and that's why. And that's why our show is on Monday. That's why Sunday. we're doing the show tonight instead of yesterday because Joe was sleeping for most of the day and she had to catch up and I she didn't had sleep a, on Sunday. a fun experience on Saturday night. But uh, thanks to uh, Ting Ting in the chat. Uh, we saw you the other day on, I believe you were watching uh, Hank's show or was it John Crump's show? So thank you so much for stopping by and uh, subbing. It's great to see new people joining in the audience and we always appreciate that. So great to see you. Uh, and rooftop Asians are always welcome. <laughs> I gotta ask, um, what flavor are you? Because I call I call like the varieties flavors. Like I'm Colombian, Dominican. Mm-hmm. He's Puerto Rican. Well, and I had so many friends from when I went to Georgia Tech that uh, happened to be Asian. So my best friends were pretty much a combination of um, Laos. I had Laos. Uh, I had a friend from Laos who's one of my good friends. Uh, my friend, uh, another. My best friends was Vietnamese. A couple of them were Vietnamese. And then um, one of my other good friends was Korean. Yeah. My, yeah. So it was uh, it was great. And I hung out with the Asian fraternity and sorority a lot. It just kind of worked out that way because of my roommates and the people I hung out with. So uh, it was just funny how that, that kind of worked out. That a lot of my friends are, a lot of my best friends from college are Asian predominantly. Yeah. So. Anyway, so that was uh, that was good to see you, G Webs, joining up. So yeah, now I I guess we'll use that to kind of oh, there you go, Chinese, cool. That's uh, your I have have family. Joe has family. Yeah, Yeah. cool. 
Uh, so we have, uh, I guess we'll kind of segue shortly to the topic that everybody else has been talking about. Uh, we haven't really wanted to go there because honestly, everyone's jo- talking about it. Yeah, Joe. Joe made a post like when it happened, but it wasn't really anything too specific about uh, what was going on. Well, I talked about the possibilities at the time because it had just happened, and I was talking about like the the wadding and the actual like because people didn't know what it was. That's so why you know like did a re- little bit of research on like what could have been, but now we actually know more. Yeah. So I guess uh, I'm not really. We'll give some commentary We're not about spend too much time on what this. what went on with Alec Baldwin, but really I'm just going to leave with what we know now is the current thing, and we can kind of all take uh, you know take that how we want it to. So let's bring up this article from the Daily Mail earlier today, and it uh, it pretty much goes. I believe this is the latest that we had here. So. If you check it out, it says uh, Alec Baldwin was practicing a cross draw when he accidentally killed cinematographer Helena Hutchins stumbled backwards, uh, etc. We don't need to really go into the details. Uh, you can see some of the points here. The bullet points, Baldwin was drawing a revolver across his body and pointing it at a camera during rehearsal on set of Rust. Helena Hutchins was shot in the chest area and she stumbled backwards. Uh, they were not rolling at the time of the shooting. The camera crew had decided to walk off the film set on Wednesday night in a row over pay and accommodations, and search warrants reveals that the assistant director handed Baldwin the gun, calling it cold. Uh, they say that the armorer was pretty inexperienced. Uh, she's been described as, um, her, I believe her father was an experienced armorer in Hollywood, but she did not have uh, you know, that much experience herself. So... You know, kind of based on this information, it really seems, look, I'm just going to go through this two cents. I'm one of the believers that you need to treat, you need to look at the four rules of gun safety no matter what. Uh, Obviously, on a movie set, you have different uh, levels of custody here. You have people that you hire that are responsible for firearms, prop guns. I still think the actors need to take it upon themselves to investigate certain things and Really, the issue is that we know, based on other information, that it seems like they had multiple uh, discharges of firearms on this set before that were considered unsafe. I don't know the nature of them, whether they were hang fires, whether they were shooting live ammunition through guns that they shouldn't have been. There were some rumors that uh, blanks were mixed with real ammunition. So all, all around, it's it's even beyond the issue of, you know, that this was a tragedy involving a gun. It just really seems like, for lack of a better term, that this was a shit show. Like, that's really all there is to it. This was a a, a poorly run production. It seems Alec Baldwin was the producer. They already had issues with pay. They had issues with safety. They had issues with the crew uh, having to stay in accommodations much further away. So it really, uh, it really just seems like, uh, what is it? Um, just a sequence of unfortunate events that led to a tragedy here and, you know, just really shines badly upon Alec Baldwin just even beyond what happened when he pulled the trigger and and that tragedy occurred. It just seems like this could have been avoided from, you know, uh, more responsibility along the set and more uh, diligence when it came to safety all around. I just think it's a calamity of errors with too many people involved um, making faux pas and... Just it's a part of my friends a, a crap show. Yeah, you know, um, you know I'm sure everyone's seen it. Like the clip of Will Smith 
uh, at this point, I've seen it for like, I don't know how old that, that clip is. I know Maj Ture recently reposted it because he, you know, had the same exact, like, I'm like, just because you're an actor doesn't mean you don't take gun safety seriously yep. just because you're playing. Um, you know, some people take it seriously. Like when you look at like um, Keanu Reeves, like clearly he took his craft very seriously and he trained and became like an actual, like mm-hmm. took seriously how to handle weapons and clearly will smith in this video i don't know if you guys seen it he's at a prop table a gun table or it's a really it was a prop table because it was on a movie set and the guy next to him flagged him he was holding a gun and and he you know just flagged him and you see it like the eyes like clearly Will's a gun guy, or at least he understands. The, the, the same eyes that you had when we were at a certain event. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. There was an event that we, we were at where the, the person giving a safety speech kept flagging us, and it was just like, wow. Yeah. And I, I don't remember the like, guy's name, but he was a professional shooter and all this stuff. Don't say what it was. Don't say what it was. So, no. I mean, we already, we spoke with the company, and we told them, like, straight up, like, Yo, this, you need to talk to this, this trainer, like, flagged and love, everybody, and, and you guys need to like, take I'm care of I'm not going to say who was there, but other people um, that are uh, friends of ours in the industry. And Jared from Guns and Gadgets. I'm going to I'm gonna put it out there. I don't want people to figure it out, but it was, like, me and Jared we're on like it was like a U shape of people around this trainer and Jared was across from me and I was on so we were like and the trainer was kind of in the middle but we were like in a parallel line with him and it was like Jared and I both were like we didn't like obviously we, we couldn't talk during when it was happening but I felt like Bobo the clown like dodging because it's like we were just shoot, like we were just using these guns by the way for shooting um like five minutes before, so I, I don't freaking trust this guy to be like, especially he's like la 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 la. So it's like him and I are both doing this thing. We're like, and it was funny because you could see that because this was <laughs> just kind was of so a, awkward. And well, and like, this was this was an event, and you had us and Jared and a few other people that are obviously more experienced with firearms, or in some cases trainers, professional trainers. And then you had novices that came in here, and the novices didn't know what was going on. Yeah. They're like, oh, this is cool, blah, blah, And we're all sitting there like. I was like, I was trying to just get out of the so. room. I was like, oh, my God. I'm about to get, like, mm-hmm. I, just, I was not comfortable. So, anyway, so, that you know, like, some clearly people don't take certain things. Yeah. Like, they, I don't know if they get too comfortable or what. Like, that's just. That can happen. And I think that, you know, we can see in the chat everybody's going back and forth. Um. Uh, oh no no Confucius we we specifically oh, went well to we, talk. we we went and we spoke like we're we're not going to throw people under the bus we're because they took our the they took the our concerns seriously and we went to them and spoke to them already and they were like oh my gosh like we're so sorry so that's why when people take things seriously and you address it with them and they and it wasn't the company's fault yeah it wasn't individual. it was this person that you know kind of came in there to train there and supposedly was a professional shooter but anyway we addressed the issue at the time but so if they had just basically said "Go f yourselves" and we don't care, then I would throw them under the bus. Uh, but, but they, they were they were very concerned and they were really upset about it when we told them. So uh, it was just an example, though, that even in a setting like that, where it's people within the community, you know, that we would expect really to know these things, it can still be a problem. So going out of the community, it really is. You would think that people that have so much disdain for the Second Amendment that have such criticism for gun owners would be doubly responsible, would be ultra like this is radioactive. 
we need to make sure that at all times, like, that this thing, this piece of metal can't do anything at all. Like, that's what you would think that they would behave like. But this is the problem. Like, Ting Ting saying, like, that's what's so... That was my first take on it was this guy worked with um, Mar- uh, March for Our Lives. Yeah. Uh, he had... It was specifically an anti-NRA initiatives, not that, you know, like, F the NRA, whatever, but it's still the point was gun control mm-hmm. and it was specifically working for that 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 arc yeah so it is total hypocrisy when you feel this way yet you make your money showing off like using guns for profit so that's as like that's effed up but i'm not going to be the kind of person who says something kind of messed up because there have been people political pundits and others i'm i'm going to call out Candace Owens cuz apparently i didn't see it but i saw an article on um a daily mail that said that she said that what happened was well, she, she was quoted yeah she was quoted saying that it was poetic justice there's no poetic justice about someone dying especially somebody Candace. that's not involved you she know. had that girl had nothing to do yeah. with alec it, it's so, not like Alec Baldwin like shot himself in the foot yeah. and, and something maybe, like that. Yeah. Maybe you could say, oh, it's poetic justice if he shot himself in the foot. But you don't say stuff like that about someone dying. Yeah. So I think that's where we have to kind of draw the line and we need to be careful on our end. Because I've also seen, you know, I'm continually surprised. This is why sometimes we have a show once a week. It's not just that it's hard to do a podcast every day. It's that... Sometimes in the rush to take hot takes, you see people say things out of emotion or because they want to be the first one or because they want to own somebody or they feel the visceral like, oh, Alec Baldwin, he's an anti-gunner. He's a flaming uh, progressive and he's just an all-around jerk. These things are true. But you run out there and you forget the tragedy that went on that a woman lost her life. She has a child. She has a husband. Um, That's a tragedy over stupidity and negligence. And it really comes down to that we've allowed the other side to create such a culture of fear and disdain for guns and firearms ownership in the second amendment that they, there's a lack of education and safety there. And it should be considered ironic that they have so much fear, but they don't know how to handle that. And that fear creates danger. It does create danger because their solution is to stick their head in the sand and just pretend it doesn't exist. Let's get rid of things. Instead it should be just like you to try to teach children how to swim how to do anything else, ride a bicycle, how to handle things. You teach people to drive cars. You have to teach them what to do when they see guns. You have to teach them the four rules of gun safety. If you don't want to bring guns in schools and do all that stuff back in the day, even though I would encourage it uh, to teach them, even if it's just like blue guns and things like that, then you at least teach these rules and you teach kids to be cognizant of this is what you do around a firearm. This is how you handle it. This is how you can make sure that something is safe or you go to an adult if you find this and it's unlocked and in a position where it could be unsafe. But no, we basically act like guns should be taboo. It's some sort of demon talisman that if you see one or if you touch one, it's evil and it's super scary. But at the same time, a lot of times you see some of the worst gun handling by people that you take the... uh, um, Obviously, shooting for the first time, sometimes they go crazy. It's like the person that is restricted their entire life and they go to college and they become like a crazy party animal because they were never exposed to anything at all and they never had those discussions with their parents of like, 
hey, you're going to go to college. It's There's the people that are going to do stuff. We and gonna do all these when you things. make something taboo, it makes it more like, I don't know, it just messes things up instead yeah. of actually just being realistic about what something yeah. is. There's a lack of respect and they and they conflate fear with respect. No, fear and respect can be different things. Sometimes you fear things that you respect or you have or because of or vice versa. But the fear alone is not good enough because that makes you illogical. You don't think. You don't make intelligent decisions when you're uh, uh, constantly engulfed by fear. So this culture that they've created, this very anti-gun, fearful culture, leads to terrible tragedies like this where people don't take things seriously or they are unequipped to behave responsibly. And this kind of segues to, well, how can this be used against us and how can we be concerned about this? Because it's easy to be malicious and say terrible things and, and you know, be mean about it uh, when it comes to Alec Baldwin. But how can this be used against us? We're already trying to see that they're trying to lobby to remove all prop guns or anything like that from movies. You might not care about that because you're like, screw Hollywood and I don't really care because all, all this stuff looks like crap anyway nowadays. The special effects are terrible, so it doesn't really matter. And, and who really gives a rip about all this stuff? But you have to understand that one of, the uh, one of the strategies, I should say, that they can use to spin this tragedy is that they can look and say, well, look. Now, clearly, it may not work this time because this looks like it was a total, like I said, it was a mess. This movie was a, a poorly run production. It just looked bad all around. Like, if there weren't even guns involved, like, who knows if this movie would have been even been made anyway because it seemed like that kind of production where... The, uh, the workers weren't happy. They had some of the union people leave before any of this stuff happened. So even if this tragedy hadn't occurred... This, I heard things uh, have been rough yeah. all around in Hollywood. Yeah, like, so who knows if how this would have gone anyway. So that exacerbates the problem. Uh, but now you combine all these things and you've just created a powder keg of issues here. So they'll try to use that and say... Now this movie, again, like I said, this was a crap show, so we don't know, but... You can already see that they would want to use this to say, well, we in Hollywood who are anti-gun. Now, obviously, they weren't safe, so this narrative may not work. But they would say, like, even us that are anti-gun, like, we can't even handle firearms, even with these precautions, and look what happened here. So how could any person, especially a new gun owner that's never handled a gun, like, how can they be responsible but that would th If they try to make that argument, it's like, even... They um, could have if if this wasn't an entire like crap show, and you could see that yeah, that's but, where they were trying to go. But by the way, they do have an entire list of rules beyond our rules mm -hmm. for like from SAG, um, which Screen Actors Guild. Screen Actors Guild has an entire like list of rules that have to be followed when you have props of this nature on set, and a whole bunch of rules were broken. So it's not like they could even say anything like that because they were clearly not even following their own rules. So anyway, but going back to, um, oh my God, what's his name? Will Smith in that video. If it had been Will Smith, because you in that video that I referenced, he clearly saw someone mishandling a weapon. Mm -hmm. Even if it was, even if it was on a prop table, he took it seriously. You clearly saw his education level and he, checked to make sure that thing was completely empty mm -hmm. and then handed it back to the man once he ascertained yep. that it was good to go. So if that had been Will Smith in a, in a movie, would he have just said, oh, here someone hands him a what he was told was a cold gun 
would he just be like, all right, bro, and then shot it? Like, no, he would freaking check. Yeah, because especially that's if- his level of education. He took it seriously. I don't know how he feels about guns in real life, by the way. I have no idea. But my point is, that's a responsible person, even if he never shoots one in real life. Even if he, you know, whatever, like, maybe he hates them. I don't know. I have no idea. I've never heard him say anything about it. But the point is, I admire the fact that as someone, you know, an intelligent person, he has at least said, hey, I have to handle this. Let me make sure that I'm educated on this, mm-hmm. even if I don't like them, so I don't accidentally cause any damage to anyone. Yeah. <sighs> yep. So that's pretty much where we're at on that. Uh, I don't think that there's really too much else to say. No. I think that as time goes on, uh, yes. Absolutely yeah, I agree. G-Webs. I agree with G-Webs. He said, in my opinion, Will Smith did that in a way as if to say, this is how you do this always in a nice way. Yes, I agree. He, You can tell that the look on his face was like, whoa, like what the heck are you doing? But he took that moment to be like. It was a moment of education. Yeah, it was. This was he. it was the classic teachable moment. So you can just say like, whoa, like that's like how you act with a child. Like I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm not being disrespectful, but you got to slow your roll here. We got to deescalate this and make this safe. And now, now you guys can see how this is it. And that's, I agree. That's, that was a great way to handle that. And so that again proves the point, but look, more time will come out. I do think that some of these stories and how this has taken hold can be used as a distraction sometimes. I've seen it how it is a distraction. I, you know, like it was. It's all over everywhere. You pull up your feed. It's on the news. It's on. You know, it's 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 a distraction. There's a yeah. lot going on, and I bet media jumped on this. And there's a hundred articles about it all over. Yep. And it's, and, it's, and we jump on it too. That's the problem. No, it's fine. I get it, but because it is gun related and it is mass media, and it's like, oh look, they're talking about gun stuff, and we have to have an opinion. The people want to know, Rolando. Yes, the people want to know. <laughs> the people wanna know. <laughs> Inside <laughs> joke. I'm sorry. <coughs> <laughs> she, there she goes. She couldn't hold it in. She was laughing. <coughs> Go ahead and drink some water. <laughs> so. But, uh, you know, some of the things that I've seen back and forth of some people saying, well, you know, it, it's just, it's been disappointing. Um, I, I think I think talking about safety is always good. So I've seen some people go back and forth and be like, oh, well, you know, everybody's talking about the four rules of gun safety, but this is, uh, you know, there's a chain of custody and in Hollywood is different. I was like, no, you know, that's not a valid thing to say, in my opinion, because you have to allow... Uh, you, you have to allow people to talk about this and you have to let people know that know nothing about guns, that at least on our side, safety is paramount. And one of the statistics that we've seen decrease on a huge level in the last few decades is the amount of accidental or negligent, um, you know, discharges and events where people get killed accidentally with guns or hurt. And that has been all through pushing safety campaigns and emphasizing safety when it comes to guns and talking about safety and promoting safety is not gun control. It isn't because we're not talking about mandatory locking guns away or anything like that. We're teaching people the basics of how to handle a firearm when you, when one is given to you or you're around it. I think that's pretty fundamental. And I think it's good to make that muscle memory and talking about all of these things and emphasizing the safety, having empathy, like, We said with what happened to this poor woman whose life was taken away for no reason other than negligence, really, and irresponsibility. 
um, you know, you you have to try to, you know, um, take that knee-jerk reaction and show some humanity here. Because ultimately, like I said, this wasn't Alec Baldwin hurting himself and being a blunder and being an idiot. He was an idiot and he made a blunder, but it resulted in this woman's life being taken away. So I, I don't have sympathy for Alec Baldwin and, and a lot of things. I definitely have sympathy for this woman and her family because this really shouldn't have happened. And it's pretty obvious that this shouldn't have happened. Let me go to the chat. G Web has a great point. Um, this is an opportunity for our side to react differently. And I agree. That's what, yeah. we, you know, I think a lot of people were trying to do. Um, like Jill from Mom at Arms did a great job um, investigating, finding out, you know, what was going on. And I think they had a pretty good um, take on, you know, this is an opportunity to point out the importance of education versus just the whole sticking your head in the sand kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That's the reaction of most people who are fearful. Um, <clears throat> we can reach out, we can educate before they attempt to legislate. Absolutely. And that's like the, the motto of um, my girls over at... Um, <coughs> Man, I really choked. You, yeah, you really <laughs> choked yourself out there. <laughs> the DC project. And I mean, I totally believe education is, you know, getting people to understand is the true route um, to minimizing gun control because if more people understand and are less fearful and we destigmatize the situation, I think that is the route. 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 <laughs> to, I can't speak English today. I don't know what's going on with that. <laughs> it's a Monday. <laughs> can't say I Oregon. Can't. What did I say? To you? Uh, 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 tourism. I said. Tor well, I don't know. Well, that's 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 another one that's like tomato tomato kind of thing. So you know, I won't hate on English you for that one. Clearly, my <clears throat> your English language. is not very good looking. My English is not very good looking. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I I wholeheartedly agree with you that it was important, and I felt like it was too. That's why we're talking about it. it yeah. You know, I'm I'm a little bit tired of of hearing about it. Um, because some people have been inappropriate about it and some people have been like, you know, causing a little drama about it and that's whatever. Some people just, that's what they do. Like I, I like I mentioned with Candace and her totally inappropriate comment. Even though Michael Malice <coughs> is a guilty pleasure of mine. I won't go Michael into Michael Malice is his own thing. Like, <laughs> I won't go into I'm, that. I'm not gonna if you want to see what Michael Malice had to say, you can check in that. I'm not saying that I condone that behavior, but I do. Michael Malice is not a, well, he's, he's not, he, he's not a gun guy, is he? He's a free. He's an anarchist. I know he's an anarchist he's and a freedom, freedom dude, but like, he's is he a, is he a gun guy? He's totally for guns. I don't know. But if I don't he, think he shoots. No, I don't know. Because I, if he I mean, no, he just moved like out of New York City, so there's probably no way he had a gun in yeah. New York City. So he moved to well, Texas. He did, so it wasn't he, legal. He'll so. become a gun guy soon enough. We'll so. see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, and he continues saying, uh, "Geo's in the chat, mocking. I told you so. Memes, etc. Do nothing to bridge gaps, and they only divide facts. And that is why I'm not a memes kind of person. And I just want to say that we have all these accounts of disque two way advocates, and for that, for your non Hispanics, that's so called two way advocates. And all they do is put spicy takes and memes. But it's like, are you really advocating? Are you really doing what needs to be done? Are you really trying to bridge the gap when all you're doing is making jokes? Let's and own the fun libs. We got to own the libs. Yeah, and talking about snowflakes, which I know I have sometimes had a little bit of a strong feeling depending on what's going on. But I'm, I'm not trying, I'm trying to bridge the gap. Yeah. So I think it's, I think we need to take a hard look at ourselves. And I didn't I say that today or was that yesterday? I don't remember. But I was like, this is what, this is what people are looking for. This is what they want. Yeah. This is the approach they want to take. 
Yeah. How is that going to help us? It's, it's, it's like, funny. It's like you're scrolling through your crap and it's like, ha ha. Well, what is that doing for you? Yeah. What is that doing for the movement? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, memes have their place. I do understand memes have their well, place. Well, you, you, humor can be effective to disarm the other side and take them down, but... When you're in dealing with the general, when it comes to like, and when you're dealing stuff, with the general public, like you have to show empathy and you have to mm-hmm. show that you're better than that. So, this isn't the type of situation to really um, necessarily go there. Um, I would say, yeah. but look, anybody can do whatever they want. I'm not here to lecture anybody. I'm not even one of those people to say like, <laughs> I'll call you out, but I'm not one of those people like you're beholden to the community and you're going to make us look bad, like. That may be true, but also we have to represent ourselves and we have to realize that there are always going to be some people that are going to do stuff that we don't agree with. So, I mean, it is what it is. We can try to police ourselves. Uh, We can be a little bit more unified in the message. I think the best thing you can do is to set an example, carry yourself a certain way, and and, and move from there. Um, Yeah, that's that's really all I have to say about that. I think think it's pretty self-explanatory. And I think that we can uh, we can do better, and uh, and we can still look. We can still have the spicy memes, but don't trade the memes for a lack of action. Don't think that when That's you make a hum- yeah. there's, there's don't make that when you think yeah. like people you get ten thousand likes do. on a meme, and That's then not you're you not actually anything. going out there. You're not advocating. You're not talking about laws. You're not speaking to your con. You're your not representatives. educating people. Yeah, you're not trying to actually go out there and speak to somebody who may be afraid of firearms or anti-gun or doesn't understand and doing that. Instead, you're like, ha, you suck. I totally own Shannon Watts on Twitter yesterday and she's not going to be able to clap back on that. And she blocked me. It's like, well, yeah, that's cool. That's funny. When we're hanging out and we're like, yeah, and we all give each other high fives when we're sitting around at the barbecue with our, you know, our, our beautiful barbecue guns. But how does that really like... It doesn't necessarily help us all the time. I think I'm going to ban you from talking about food on the show because I don't know it why. Just, like, gets you, anytime I you get, get triggered, you get triggered. Now, now we're using uh, puns here as well. Yeah. So anyway, Fuego six twelve. You mean using our words effectively is more important than meaningless? I know. I, Absolutely. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, you, you you would think that this stuff is common sense, but unfortunately, like the banter that we see. And some of the conversations that we're privy to with some of our fellow advocates, we're just like, can you believe that people are saying this in the comments? And there's only so much you can do uh, before you start sounding like almost like a parent. But I mean, it's like, come on, guys, we can see what's effective. I'm only letting you know as, as you, you know, we always try to use our platform as we're the people that walked into this that weren't gun people our entire lives. Uh, you guys know our background. We're not going to go into that again. If you want to find out, you can go back and check out some of our... Go back to episode our, number one. <laughs> yeah, go back to episode one and, and check it out. We've told our origin story a lot of times, but we're not beholden to any of this BS. So when we see people acting like, it's like, dude, you don't have to do that. It's not going to work. It really isn't going to work. I get it. I love owning people. I love taking down, especially... If you you're do, going you, to punch, you, you actually do it on on the Twitter. But you have to punch up too. So you yeah, either stay, like, you, you either stay on your level, it. or you punch up. You don't go yeah. after people that are stupid and things like that that are dumb. Or if you've got like thousands of followers, don't go after that person that's got like twenty followers and make them look like an idiot. You know, you have to you have to wield your power strategically. So, and also understand that people change. If you've been spoon-fed or force-fed, you know, it can go both ways. Ignorance throughout your entire life 
then you have to have some sympathy for people that are learning. You know, Joe had a tweet years ago that she always brings up about AR-15s and, and questioning why people needed them. She's evolved now. Uh, now we've got uh, we've got multiple boomsticks in this house, like any good uh, red-blooded American. I'm kidding. Um, you should own more than 10, though, I would say. At least. That's just a good number because at least with 10, you have to use all your hands. With 20, you got to use your toes, too. So then it gets a little bit more difficult. What because if you, lose paper, if you lose paper, if you lose paper, if you lose paper, like if the if the apocalypse hits and we lose paper and all that stuff, it's difficult to keep bookkeeping. So, but you oh need at God. least ten. So you you got to use all your hands at once. By the way, uh, I'm I'm talking crazy over here. Oh, Confucius had something uh, earlier that I was like, what? Uh, after Russell Brand said it this to me, are you on speaking terms with Russell Brand? Wow. Uh, about 2A, we've been texting. Oh, awesome. That's pretty cool. Citizens nowadays are having possession of bare arms, which I would say is a very bad thing because they tend to use it for their personal use. I I don't know. I know that Russell has been... He's, he's been slowly a, getting red-pilled, I think. I know he's he's always been a political person. Like I know he's had his show on YouTube for a while, and I think he's been a little bit all over the place, and I think he's had an evolution. Um even if he feels that way now, I have a feeling like give him some time. He's going to change about that because people do change. Like if you had found me when I was like 20, I probably would have been like said something along the same lines. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what the evolution of Russell ends up being. Yeah. And you have to understand too. I mean, freedom look- is a, like a lot of times it's like it's freedom is that that like you, you like put one foot in and it's like, oh, and then mm-hmm. you put the next one in and you're like, oh, look at this. And it's like, before you know it, you're like on like 20 guns. Like, you know, like it just happens. It just does. It's like, it's. it's no, I'm, not, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at G Webs and his ridiculousness. That I'm going to bring up in a minute. Go for it. But uh, <laughs> as far as brand, um, I think you have to look at brand too. He's, he's being British. Yeah, uh, it's people, not, it's a people, thing yeah, too people, people can easily, you can start getting people into the First Amendment thing and freedom of speech because that's. Something that they can really understand, especially being an actor and things like that. If you're a true artist, you know, comedian, actor, and things like that, you understand that you're portraying a different person other than you. So the woke whole thing of like, well, only a person of, only a black person can play uh, a black person in like a voice acting role or anything like that. Or, you know, you can't have a straight actor play a gay person or vice versa and all this craziness that we're going on. I think Russell Brand has rejected a lot of that. He's starting to move into the First Amendment. The Second Amendment is a foreign concept literally to him. So it'll take a little bit longer I gotta, to uh, I gotta take to this comment. Go Guy that comments says, if we are to follow the two-way, should we do so with religious devotion? Like at least 10% of annual income goes to two-way related activities. Absolutely not. I know where you're going with this. Like, oh, this is the right way to do it. There's no right way to do it. I just think that everybody has a certain responsibility to stay educated and... Um, do their part to educate others. And it's not like you have to do it a certain right way. It's just that it becomes, it pisses me off when you start thinking about how many people are actually bothering to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. And it's actually a huge minority. Um, Wait, did that sound right? The huge minority. (laughs) It's it's very much a minority. Um, Just being into guns and doing your own thing isn't enough. You know what I'm saying? Like when we're having this kind of attack on the Second Amendment, and this affects all of us. It becomes everyone's fight. So you need to take that seriously. Yeah. No, I don't think it should be institutionalized. And, you know, like, come on, man. Come on, man. Yep. 
Absolutely. And uh, I think, you know, uh, man, there we go. I lost my train of thought. And there. by the way, Confucius, I, um, oh my God. Sarah Marshall? Is that? Uh, Forgetting Miss Sarah Marshall? Yeah, that movie is freaking epic. He's hilarious on that. It's one of my favorite oh, movies. Oh, Get Him to the Greek, too. Get Him to the Greek. Dude, it's hilarious. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, oh, well, guy that comments, look, hey, he's he's going back to what our topic was during the USCCA Expo. That that's like, we literally coined a phrase that's called minority within a minority, and that was our topic at the USCCA Expo. Espo, Espo. Espo. Man, I, know, I can't speak today. She's totally Hispanic today, everybody. She cannot speak, uh, she cannot speak correctly. Don't make fun of my accent. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> <Racist. laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, but... As far as the 10%, I, I will agree with this. I think not enough money, not enough people put their money where their mouth is. And and too many people that put money into it think that that's enough. And they don't think that they also have to include their voice. I feel guilty. Like I, 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 make, like, I actually have a big heart and I try to like spread the love to the things that I believe in. And sometimes like before I got into two-way stuff, it was actually animal rights. So I used to always try to make sure I spent some of my money on... Uh, I'm not going to say what uh, children's charity for health issues, but I, I used to, you know, those used to be my things like animal rights, animal wealth, not animal. Well, yeah, a little bit of animal rights, but mostly like just like abused animals, like um, the place that took uh, Michael Vick's dog's uh, best friend's uh, sanctuary in Utah. That was a big one that I love. Um, I, li I like, you know, doing good. And now I spread out the love a little bit more between that and, you know, my, like the, the two-way stuff that I believe in. I think the best I So I actually feel guilty. I feel like I don't do enough. Well, I think the best I, advice I could give you is the I best. I win the lotto. Yeah, is the advice I would give to anybody else about any cause that they care about. Let's say that you really want to buy a um, uh, really nice gun. Like you want to buy a Daniel Defense AR-15. Well, actually, that's more, that's kind of more of an essential gun if you're only going to buy one. Let's say you're going to buy uh, something one. unnecessary. Well, like I'm saying, a DD uh, AR-15 is a different, like somebody would treat that as like not necessarily a Gucci gun, but that's like almost like if I'm going to buy one AR, I want to get like a really solid one. Okay, that makes sense. But uh, I, let's say like you're going to buy like a Staccato 2011. It's an unnecessary gun. It's a luxury item completely. I, I mean, those things are bad. No, they're great. Like, but, and I mean bad in a good way. But but let's say but that you're, you're going to buy wow. some, let's say you've got, you got guns. You've got your AR. You've got the guns that you need to defend yourself realistically. And everything else that you're buying now is basically because you want to. Maybe in those moments, instead of buying that gun or that accessory that you may not need, you take that money and you donate it to FPC, GOA, or one of these causes. And I would say that about anything that you care about. If there is something that you want that's not necessary that you can wait a little bit longer for and defer that luxury or, you know, expenditure. And you can use that money to forward a cause or even maybe not even forward a cause, maybe forward your cause yourself. Like you go to a trip, you go to a rally, you pay for somebody else to go to a rally. I know that um, Tony Simon did this during the Solutionary Summit. He could not make it to the Solutionary Summit. So he and he donated the money so that somebody else could get a ticket for free. So you can do stuff like that and you can do it at whatever level you can afford because we're all at different levels. Uh, you know, I'm not going to be like a socialist leftist and tell you that because you make more money, you should give more. That gives you more flexibility. Obviously, if I had millions of dollars, I would, I would, I would like to think that I would contribute 
uh, millions of dollars to the uh, pro-Second Amendment and freedom movements and to fight against this stuff. But that's not your obligation. Nobody can tell you. It's just if you've got means and you come up with those moments like, man, I can really like this money. Like I don't need to buy, you know, this uh, this uh, red dot site right now. Or I don't need to get this Gucci AR or this accessory. I can wait a little bit longer. And let me just give some money to uh, either an advocate that I care about, a cause that I care about, or anything like that. Or maybe contributing to somebody that's trying to do something on my behalf that might be in a better position because they can lobby in Washington or they can run a rally, whatever it is, and I can contribute to that. So I think that that is um, that's something that everybody can do. And I think it's a good way to live your life, you know, defer your luxury and defer some of your pleasure and, you know, contribute to things that may help society around you. I, I just, think that's, that's a bad just how thing I grew do. up. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm would say I'm not cheap, but I am very frugal when it comes to like, if I don't need it, then I, I feel guilty um, buying certain things. I'm like, I like when I shot a staccato, I was like, oh, my God, that thing was beautiful. <laughs> And but realistically, I'm like, I, I would feel so guilty owning something like that. I don't know. I would I'd never do it. Mm-hmm. Ting ting. Uh, it's like you you like are on my wavelength or something. Like <laughs> I've been obsessed with like I don't know where it came from. Like I've only shot a shotgun once. Again, I'm not a I'm not that tactical girl. Like I I'm a very much a handgun person. I love handguns so much. Um, but I'm just like inexplicably just like out of nowhere i was like i just turned to you i'm like i want a shotgun and i want to learn how to shoot i want to like i want to like be super into shotguns and he was like what what when did this come from Mm -hmm. i'm like i don't know where it came from but i just have a feeling i'm gonna kick butt with a shotgun and i'm gonna be like that person at the clay place like i have no idea like i just feel it it's that diana muller maybe i watched i didn't even muller and mitchell you didn't, but you've been you've been around Diana before, so maybe she's rubbing off on you, or maybe, maybe being around the Mitchellicks or something at uh, Ambassador Academy. Guy that comments is exactly it. That's one hundred percent it. I don't care how much money I make. I have just, that lesson from growing up a certain way. Like you don't lose that. So yep. nah, yeah, I get yeah, one hundred percent. So yeah, I think I think that's the best advice I can give. And again, I think it's life advice too. So. There you go. Uh, Puerto Rican Pistolero's life advice for the day is if you've got the money to spend on things that you care about or that you've, if you've got a little bit of extra money, think about what you're spending it on. See if it, you can spend it on something that will help, you know, it's selfishly, it helps advance your cause and protect your rights too, but it helps somebody else that may be in a better position to um, use their voice, their influence to uh, help advance that cause. Because we all have to be cognizant of that too. Some people are better speakers. Some people are better at organizing people or being a leader uh, to a cause and being able to inspire people. Some people have a story and life experience that precludes them to be successful in certain things. So if you can empower people that uh, have that force behind them or that have a certain skill set, do that. And maybe that's your purpose in life. Sometimes uh, not everybody is the hero in the story. And that's something that I think that my generation has an issue with that we were growing up. This is a discussion that Joe and I had today about how uh, a lot of millennials and Gen Xers, we were growing up uh, saying like, well, if you go to college and you get a degree, like you're guaranteed to have a job and be successful in life. And that's all you need to do. I actually remember, like I remember. It's literally what we were told. Hold on. When I was 16 
and I was applying to my school. I went to private school, and um, I didn't make, like, I always was had an independent streak, and I was like, oh, I don't care about not being able to afford this. I got a partial scholarship, which was a lot of money because the place is ridiculously expensive. And I remember just saying, it doesn't really matter because you just get loans, and then you just, like, pay those off, so it doesn't matter. And I'm like, going back to my 16-year-old self, I'm like, you idiot. Mm -hmm. Because that's what you're taught. Like, that's what you learn. It's like, it doesn't matter. I literally remember having that conversation. It doesn't matter how much it costs. Um, Which I'm just like, wow, nowadays. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. Go back to my 16-year-old self. Shake her. Anyway. Yep. Moving on. Next topic. Good uh, good discussions in the chat. appreciate everybody in there. Uh, Ting Ting says, exactly, don't need a Gucci gun. Fuego612 says an effective gun safe is more important to me than Noguchi AR donating. Every gun that's stolen hurts us in many different ways. Everybody's situation is different. That's an, that's an interesting take. I like that take, too. Yeah, it's a good And take. I agree that, that that is a big problem. That people big uh, being irresponsible with their guns. Stolen guns are a big issue, especially people leaving their guns in cars. People not understanding. That. Yeah, it's just common sense. Like, it's Have a safe in your car, dude. I mean, look, would you leave your cell phone in your car or your wallet? No. Now, think about something that could be used to harm other people and then having the responsibility and having that on your conscience that somebody stole your gun and they used it to do bad things and just because you were stupid and you didn't do that. And we've heard even stories of, we have a local trainer down here that he uses that story. I'm not going to put his uh, name out there, but he tells the story when he teaches his class as an example, and it's a terrible example, and he really, this is painful to hear, that he came home and left his gun in the console of his car, and one of his kids it, just just don't give too many. Details. Yeah, one of his kids went and accessed the gun, his, and yeah, basically he lost accidentally one of his, took his own life. Yeah, yeah, it was and a and horrible story. Yeah, and those are the things that you know that we don't want to hear. And thankfully, stories like that are are rarer each day because of our emphasis on safety. But that's what we have to talk about. Those things happen; they're real. Um, you know, that's, that's a tragedy right there. That was an immediate consequence on, on that gentleman in his life and his, and his child, but it could be somebody else that gets hurt. That's not you. And in some ways that's almost worse because now you, it is worse. yeah, you, 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 you effed up you, and now you have the consequences of that guilt, but not necessarily like it was somebody else that had nothing to do with you that was affected. So I think that's a good, uh, that's a good thing. Now, should there be laws mandating that kind of stuff? No. But if you're irresponsible, I mean, there, there's got to be some consequences like that. It's like driving, you know, drunk or things like that. And I get it. People make mistakes sometimes, but you got to be really smart when it comes to that. Just like when somebody hands me a gun, I always check if it's loaded. I'm not going to leave my gun in my car. Like, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Joe always knows when I walk out, I'm always doing the little shuffle dance. I'm like patting myself down. I'm like a phone, wallet, keys, uh, gun. Uh, extra magazine, whatever else you carry, and always go through the checklist. And she always sees me, like, freak out if I'm traveling because it's like, oh, if I'm in a state that I can't be permitted and I don't have my gun, I'm freaking out because I'm touching my, you know, appendix carrier wherever I may be carrying. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't have this, or I don't have my wallet, or I don't have my keys because I'm traveling and all that stuff. But you have to make that muscle memory. Or you, or you, what did I just make you think of? I forgot to tell the other side of my story about Oregon. Go for it. So it's, I don't know why I forgot uh, this because, well, I, I know. Apparently, I can't even speak English, let alone remember what I was thinking about earlier. Um, so anyway, while I was driving down the highway <laughs> in Oregon, um, 
besides the, the weed smell, I also noticed actually quite close to Portlandia. And I was very surprised. I was, that was like the first thing I noticed, by the way, because I was expecting it to be Antifalandia. And it wasn't because as soon as I, I'm like walking through the airport and I see a dude with an AR-15 hat. And I was like, okay. And then like five steps later, I see somebody wearing big government sucks on their mask. And I was like, okay. And I was like, maybe it was just like a fluke. Maybe like I just had a f- couple of people like walking by that, you know, in this what would be a very, you know, pro-authoritarian state, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, I'm, we're driving. We're driving down the highway, leaving Portland, and we're on the highway, and those overpass things, uh, that's what they're called, right? Overpass, overpass yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the, what the, what is that? I see flags waving, got big American flags waving. Then as I get closer, we see signs. Teachers for freedom. Then the next overpass. It's like, what the? Next overpass. Bunch of flags. Sign. Medical workers for freedom. And I'm like, we're still in Oregon, right? Like, there was like a whole bunch of people on those overpasses mm-hmm. screaming, and we beeped a little bit, and we're like, yeah, and then we kept going. So, my point, I have a point here, by the way, that I'm just telling a story. My point was that. And this ties into, if you saw my IG post earlier this afternoon about the number one hip-hop song on iTunes, by the way. I don't know this rapper because I don't, I don't, like, people who know me know that I listen to a lot of different music. I used to be really into rap when I was younger, but I don't really too much nowadays. But anyway, the number one hip-hop song in America right now, according to iTunes, is... Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon, by Bryson Gray. Mm-hmm. And I was shocked. So it was interesting, like this correlation. I'm, I have a point here. I'm, I'm like tying all these little strings together in my brain. We are under, if you follow any of the more vocal accounts, you have seen that this week has been especially um, strict on IG. I came home to a whole bunch. I think I saw Jared lost some some privilege on IG. Uh, Yehuda yesterday got knocked off his stream by IG when he was on mm-hmm. with Jill and Rebecca Schmoy, Jill from Mom at Arms and Rebecca Schmoy from One Million Moms Against Gun Control. They had a little, um, what's it called? They had an IG Live last night. And apparently, I was watching, and then my phone died. But so I missed the part where or they got was, like cut yeah, off. But basically, they got cut off, and then he got a pop up that said he was, uh, what's the word for it? Like uh, against uh, saying things against community mm-hmm. guidelines. And that's and what I actually, they I got one the other day. I you th- got one. Yeah, and it was weird. So I tried to like people's posts, and they said uh, Instagram uh, sometimes restricts certain actions for the safety of the community or something like that. And I was like, what the heck? So it was really bizarre. So I couldn't like people's posts. I couldn't comment. And it was just like, where the heck did this come from? So so my point is, their suppression level, um, Adam Krigler got uh, completely banned from YouTube. Mm-hmm. So I've been seeing this pretty much everywhere. A whole, like, it's been like, a whole bunch of posts. I mean, Mr. Gunsinger is like, that's just like his bread and butter. Like, he's always been like getting knocked out. 
Um, I've lost track of how many freaking IGs he had. He was Senor Guns and Gear at one point, Mr. Guns and Gear. He's got a backup channel. I, I like, I'm having to mosh, but like recently, like this cup last like week and a half has been like, that was the, they used to go after the big accounts and now they're going after anyone who gets a warning. They're keeping track of those warnings. So it's like, I know, uh, I know Olivia Rondo was like, oh, if you say the jab, don't talk to me. I know she said that like as a joke, but it's like, you, if you're going to get muted if you don't do stuff like that. Um, so at one point I kind of like figured that out like last week and I started like editing my crap and like scratching out like the bad words that will flag. And I think that's why I didn't have any issues and you don't mm-hmm. do that. So it's like the point is I'm trying not to get muted because you're hosed if you get muted. You know what I'm saying? So, but I was wondering, I'm like, there's a, there's a point here. There's a point here. What is up with the enhanced suppression? What's going on? And then I think it's because, tie in the fact that I'm next to, I, um, G-Web said, Oregon's free, Portland's weird. I agree, but I was actually right by Portland. Like, I had just left Portland. I was, like, in outer city limits when I saw all this stuff. So, I'm beginning to think between seeing it, like I thought I was in the most authoritarian place that was like, yes, take us in shackles. We want no freedom. (laughs) You know, like I thought that's where I was. And all of a sudden I'm seeing all these protests everywhere and people being like vocal about stuff. And between that and the fact that this song that's literally called Let's Go Brandon is the number one hip hop song. And by the way, that's that's apparently like the second time that's happened this month. It was another song by some other rapper that was a political song at the beginning of October. So now it's not just one isolated incident. I know we have the Marine rapper who's had uh, some political songs that have made some waves and get on the charts and stuff like that. But now it's this continuous thing that keeps happening. You know, we have some celebrities who are being vocal about stuff now. So I think we've reached the climax of Big Brother, whoever you want to say is pulling the strings, if there is anything you know, like, it just seems a little too orchestrated, the media. I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist at all. Like, that's she not my that thing. She leaves that to me. Okay. I'm not <laughs> that. I'm like, but clearly, the people managing the social media, at least, and the media, they're in cahoots. That, at least, is a, what I'll agree to. Like, because they're all on the same wavelength of blocking certain people and allowing others. Because it's clear disparity of... Disparity? Disparity? Uh, yes. Is that <laughs> a word? No. Discrepancy. Yes, there you go. There you go, yeah. Again... My English is not good looking today. Um, discrepancy in what people can say. Because I have seen on Twitter and on the IGs and on the Facebooks, if you say things, if you're a certain bent politically, you're not dinged for saying things that are crass or like, you know, like inappropriate towards the other political bent. But if you do that from this political bent, it's you get right away like, oh, you get suspended. You know, like, so clearly there's... You know, like, they're not even following their own guidelines. And now they're being hotter than ever. So their whole point is, like, you got to be dumb to not see it. It's not a conspiracy when it's this crystal clear, okay? Mm-hmm. When it's happening to everybody at this point. It's not, a, it went from, like, maybe, maybe it's a conspiracy, some people were saying, like, maybe, to, like, come on now, dude. Like, it's beyond crystal clear. Yeah. Like, we just washed the windows with Windex. That's how clear it is, okay? Yep. I so, mean, when you're when you're using the government's own information, they're censoring you using official. You take a picture. You take a <laughs> screenshot of the CDC website. It's not even like, come on, and they ding you for that. That is against community guidelines. 
what is going on? Or when so they take like they C-SPAN so speeches and they like ban them or censor yes. them out, like Rand Paul talking in the Congress and all that stuff. So clearly there's like, we're reaching this climax. And I personally think it's because the concept, the idea of think for yourself and don't just think, like don't just take for granted and accept what is being said on these platforms as you're like, that is what the truth is. Think for yourself. Just think for yourself. That's it. Is a scary thought to them. Mm -hmm. That's why Nikki was scary to them. That's why Kyrie was scary to them. Because now the idea of think for yourself and not just think for yourself, but just hold on. Let me just quit. Like just the concept of I got what you're saying, but let me just question this for a second. That my friends is what is scaring the heck out of people questioning people like just saying i just want to like think about this for a second that is dangerous to them and that is why they're going after people more than ever more than ever because i actually think what if you know like what if we aren't this minority because it's like i live in a liberal well i don't want to say liberal but yeah it's yeah it's more yeah of course so it's like I was under the assumption that this is a minority of people that feel this way because that's everything around me. But at the same time, now it's beginning to seem like, wait, what if it's not? What if more and more people are starting to question? Just, I'm not saying have a political bent. Just the act of questioning. Food yep. for thought. A question in the chat from G-Webs as the issues, quote-unquote, with the major platforms are more visible to more people. At one point, do folks leave to use other options or will people l- never lose a taste for them? Um, I think it's going to come down to multifaceted things. Either the classic, what conservatives always love to talk about, market forces will prevail and the people will demand change from these corporations. That's possible. I don't know if in this day and age, it's really weird in this day and age, people don't want to lose things. They're really convenient as far as like Facebook and Twitter, especially Facebook at this point, when it comes to like internet age, like they've been around forever, their institutions. Uh, so, I mean, we'll see. I think people need to become more cognizant and see that there are barriers to entry for certain competitors. I mean, we see what happened with parlor that essentially everything that Parler was accused of was really the other big tech companies colluding with one another. It was Facebook that actually didn't give a crap about anything, which is, you know, fine if they're a free speech platform. But they if they're actually a free speech platform, then they would care. But, uh, you know, they were actually the ones that were allowing certain things uh, to be spoken about on their platform. Obviously, Twitter has a double standard in allowing... Uh, dictators that commit like heinous uh, human rights violations to stay on their platform, but former President Trump was booted off there. So we see how it is. I think people will become more awake. I think it's going to take a platform that runs very well. Unfortunately, it's going to have to be pretty similar and ubiquitous to how the other platforms work if you want it to become mainstream. But it's going to take kind of the backing and the server. It has to run fast and it has to be convenient. If it isn't, then people are so lazy nowadays with that Uh, they just want that convenience that instant gratification and some of these companies do things so well right now that if you can't emulate at least some of that functionality it's going to be difficult but i think that if you give them a um if you let the market speak people will go to alternatives i also think that if enough people in mass start really complaining to these companies and threatening them or just really 
let's say in mass, everybody like violates certain terms of service that aren't like a big deal. Like we all, everybody starts posting about Facebook lying about things or misinformation. Then, um, then you might see some change within those platforms. And I think that will be, that'll be good. But I think you're going to need to see somebody kind of break through and, and stand up strong as a platform. Uh, we see that Donald Trump created his own platform. I'm really skeptical about that. What platform is that? Uh, it's called the Truth Network. And basically, it, it gained so much investment early on. So many people, even millionaires, wanted to invest in it. They had to stop trading. Of, how come I haven't heard about it? Because you were in Oregon and you didn't <laughs> hear about it last week. And we didn't really talk about it uh, because it's still preliminary. But it seems like it's going to be based on Mastodon, which was a... Um, a dinosaur? No, no, Mastodon. <laughs> it's, that's a woolly mammoth. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, which is another open source network. It was kind of like the left-wing version of Gab that was open source and just eventually became progressive, but whatever. So maybe that's going to be an alternative because it may have some of the finances behind it. And maybe it's just going to take one of these alternative uh, platforms to break through and that will open the floodgates for a market. Uh, G-Webs, I would like to see a variety of platforms would be great. People still love the convenience of like, oh, I can use my Google account or my Facebook account to log into like 20 million different websites. Uh, again, part of the market is creating convenience too. That's part of capitalism. So, I mean, we'll see how that all works. I would like to see a, a flourishing market, but I also know the humans tend to, when something works really well, they tend to gravitate towards I'm sorry. I'm monolithic things. I mean, that's that's natural tendency. I can't stand like Facebook. Just like I don't know what. That's a mess to me. So I'm like, I can't fault people. Like when something works really well, people are gonna buy it. it. I'm like, I'm I'm no. I mean, it's kind of like it's kind of like okay. So we do have a variety of companies that make AR-15s, and that's cool. But the AR-15 design is kind of ubiquitous. So this is kind of where I say that we can't have different competitors, but they're going to. I think. There's way too much of a focus of creating, like, I need to create this brand new, completely unique and awesome social media network that has these features that, like, somebody else doesn't have. I was like, that's not what people want. People just want something that works like Facebook at a fundamental level that works well or a Twitter that you have options to post photos, DM people, do things like that, and just not be restricted. Maybe post video and all that stuff. Gonna have some advertisements. They gotta make money somehow. Maybe they have memberships for premium levels. I don't know. They can figure that stuff out. But I think people just want a platform that works and that they're not ridiculed or censored on. And that's really it. And that it and that it's fast. So that's uh that's pretty much where I think it goes right there. Burnaby's um, you know, I was just talking about how I gained weight, and now Burnaby's talking about those thonis, and I'm like, I know I'm gonna like want. I know we've got some frozen ones in the fridge that you can fry up. Yeah. I know what my ten o'clock snack is gonna be now. Yep. So uh yeah, I think that's where we go. Uh everybody's talking about let's go Brandon in the chat. Uh and co and Coleon's uh and shirt. Uh I think uh Luke Rukowski's is even more explicit because it, it says literally says Yes, it, it says, uh, let's go, Brandon, and then it has the shadow, and the shadow says F. Joe Biden underneath. So that one's yeah, even funnier. Did you talk about um, what they're trying to spin with L Let's Go, Brandon? Oh, yeah, I didn't even talk about that. So if you guys may not have known, obviously, Let's Go, Brandon has been sweeping the country by storm over the last few weeks. It is basically, for those of you that don't know the origin of where this 
meme came from. There was a NASCAR race a few weeks ago. A driver named I forgot what the driver's name was. His name was Brandon, but I forgot. I don't do NASCAR. Like his last name. I watched I, the clip. I, but I, I yeah, know. I didn't pay attention to it. But the crowd was very audibly and very obviously yelling out "F Joe Biden," you know, "Frack Joe Biden," and the reporters like, "Oh look." The crowd's cheering for you. They're saying, let's go, Brandon. And so now that just became, it's like, okay, so one, it was funny because it's like this reporter is trying so hard to try to cover up uh, this. Uh, Brandon Brown, NASCAR yeah, racer Brandon Brown. There you go. Uh, they're trying to cover up this like blatantly. It's like, and it was this an is NBC, so obvious. NBC newscaster that said it. Mm-hmm. And I love how this, I just pulled up some article about like the origin because I guess people are like, why is this coming from? So there's a bunch of articles. And I love how they said the newscaster wrongly said, like she made a mistake. Like, bro, she didn't make a mistake. Come on now. Because it was the problem was that, oh yeah, here here this tweet actually uh, said accurately. She was desperate to uh, do damage control as crowd loudly chanted it. It was, if you watch the, if you find the video of it, it's very clear, and this was a live stream to the to the news, so that's like worst case scenario for local news. Mm-hmm. It is. So, so yeah, so that's how that got started, and she tried to obvi- you know block it and try to spin it around, but then it became a meme that everybody embraced, and now let's go. Brandon is just uh, synonymous with F. Joe Biden. But if you'll see uh, uh, Joe Biden. By the way, if you guys want, I'm, I'm a mug person. I love mugs. And uh, Black Swan Tactical. Again, that's blackswantactical.com, which is um, John Crump's website, has some fantastic Let's Go Brandon mugs. And it's got uh, Joe's face on it. And uh, I'm going to be getting one, and I'm very excited. And I can't wait to have my beverage of choice, usually water. Maybe some iced tea. Maybe if I'm feeling cold, might be actual coffee or tea in it. But uh, so I can have my mug for the show. So if you're interested in having a Let's Go Brandon mug, um, Black Swan Tactical makes some really nice ones. I'm very excited. So that's it. That was my plug. (laughs) So, yeah. So she she flipped that around. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm catching up with the chat here. There's the fine for saying F word on TV still, right? Of course. Yeah, that's the FCC. Uh, the FCC. Yeah. So, but, uh, and like I've said, that it seems like YouTube doesn't care uh, um, as much about um, cursing anymore. They're, they're a lot more loose. I've noticed that a lot more people are cursing. I didn't, I didn't mean to curse, by the way. That was No, we, we, we don't really, we don't really do it. It's just kind of in our nature. I, I think an uncensored podcast would be fun, but I think people would freak out if they see us like talk like sailors. Um, but it does happen sometimes. There's and so much more things that we have on our on our docket, and we're just like not like we're just having too much fun talking to you guys. Well, that's great. This is fantastic. Uh, I love interacting with the chat. I'm glad that you guys are super active tonight. And we, we literally have like ten other topics. Focus, but like um, what was of. I going to say? So anyway, uh, Joe Biden was giving a PSA. If you don't under if you don't know the uh, the the budget bill that they're trying to pass in Congress right now is called the Build Back Better bill. It's been causing chaos. So I believe that they did this on purpose, which, again, it's another one of these, excuse me, media manipulation moves that um, in having a PSA, uh, Joe Biden had this gentleman that was, you know, paralyzed or quadriplegic. 
talking about how the Build Back Better plan would help him with in-home care and all these things. And the gentleman's name was Brandon. So I was like, okay, so here's what they're doing. They're taking this guy named Brandon because they know the let's go Brandon thing means F Joe Biden. And now they're trying to either spin it for their own constituency that doesn't understand the origin of this meme and this, and and this quote and what it means now. So maybe they'll think like, Oh, people are saying, let's go Brandon. Like, yeah, they want to support this bill because, uh, (laughs) the bill Beijing better bill. Sorry. I saw the ting ting said that in the chat. I like that. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, everybody you're, you have not been introduced to one of my rants against the CCP yet. I go crazy when it comes to the uh, Chinese communist party. But, um, but yeah, so now it's like they're trying to spin this. So either now when you say it, uh, you're going to basically be thrown into, oh yeah, like you're supporting Joe Biden now, like you're supporting Brandon and build back better, or they'll spin it in such a way of, oh, you're saying it, you're being condescending to this poor uh, gentleman that's a paraplegic and that would benefit from this. You guys are a bunch of a-holes. So it's just really insidious how they try to like really spin this stuff. But it's so obvious and so just thrown out there in the open that just looks really bad. But I mean, maybe it'll be effective to some people that just don't know what's going on. Like, I don't know if you don't watch TV or go on the internet, excuse me. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, usually usually our show's over by nine o'clock, so I'm getting I'm an I'm an old man now. At my 34 years old, apparently. No, but it's a Monday and uh, and we worked, so I'm tired. But uh, but yeah, it seems like they're really trying to spin this. Joe's giving me the stink eye over here. Like, give me a break, Joe. <laughs> like he's the guy who. Uh, I've got jet lag and I'm not yawning. I know. I know. But, uh, but you know, that's, uh, it's just crazy how they try to spin all these things around and, and, uh, and all that stuff. So what do you think, Joe, <laughs> when, you, when, about, you heard, when you heard about that? Um, I'm ready to talk about Joe Biden being desperate. What, what is he desperate about? So anyway, in case y'all didn't know, did I send you that article? I did send you that article. Do, 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 do. I'm going to try to find it, trying to find it, trying to find it. Where is it? Oh trying to help McAuliffe in Virginia? Yeah. Or what yeah. are we talking about? Yeah, but I had an article, and I don't know what I did with it. <sighs> I sent it to you. Please hold. Uh, yeah, the next nine days. The um, Yeah, you had that pulled up. Oh, yeah, I did have it. Bro- okay, pull it up. It's Breitbart. Okay. So, I saw an article on Breitbart News that says, Report. Next nine days are the most important for Biden's presidency as Democrats fear losing gubernatorial races in Virginia and New Jersey. As y'all know, Virginia and New Jersey are some of our... Virginia's kind of like a battleground state, I'd say, at this point, right? Um, Yeah. And New Jersey is... Well, New Jersey's New Jersey. No. Um, If you don't know what's wrong with New Jersey, is come on. (laughs) So anyway, so I'm like, my ears perked up and I'm like, I need to, f- I, I mean, I knew Virginia's, um, you know, was going to be soon replacing its, its wonderful <laughs> governor. Uh, what's his name? Norfolk? Uh, Northrum. Northrum, whatever. Blackface Northrum. Yes, that guy. Governor Blackface, yeah. Um, who is, both of these, by the way, both New Jersey governor, current New Jersey governor, and the current um, Virginia governor are both vol- uh, extremely 
anti-Second Amendment mm-hmm. with a burning passion. Yep. And that's kind of new for Virginia because it's literally like Virginia is a state that has six Semper Tyrannis as its like motto. Yeah, I know. Literally like Athena like stabbing somebody with a spear. It looks like a tyrant. So irony. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it happens. I mean, it makes sense. It's, it's proximity to Washington, D.C. It was bound to be, you know, like I believe some of these ideas are like poison and it just leeches into the areas mm-hmm. and it just completely destroys them. And that's one of my, one of my fears. It's like I think eventually like unless – we have a like a the pendulum swings back in a certain direction. I feel like um, it's it's scary to me because I feel like these ideas spread and just that's why decentral decentralization is important. Taking away power from Washington and bringing it back to the states so that we're closer to our power center, so that the states more actively reflect their population. So some policies aren't going to make sense in certain states because they've got mountains or there's no ocean nearby. So you're not going to impose you're or create gonna, certain wait, laws that have to do. You're not going to impose sea turtle laws in, in Montana? Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not going to require men's health care, men's health insurance to cover women's, like, you know, pap smears or things like that. I'm not going to get into people thinking that there are uh, other things that they're not. Uh, we're not talking about that right now. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. You're distracting me from my current, yeah. my current arc is talking about the gubernatorial races in Virginia and New Jersey. So I looked up these people, and this uh, person, Youngkin for governor, apparently I didn't know that Virginia had that weird thing where you're only allowed to run a be governor for four years, then mm-hmm. you have to take a break, then you can run later. That's news to me, so I didn't know that because mm-hmm. I'm not from, from Virginia. But anyway, um, this Youngkin guy is on the – he won the primary, and he's going to be the um, candidate for – Governor, and why is this relevant? It's because both the governors of, sorry, the gubernatorial candidates for New Jersey and Virginia have closed the gaps in the polls. Um, Republican Jack Ciattarelli, that's a very like Italian sounding last name. It's Ciattarelli, yeah. Uh, I love how you just pronounce that like super easily, and I'm <laughs> like struggling. So this uh, Jack guy is only six points behind uh, Governor Phil Murphy, overcoming a 26 point gap which is pretty impressive and republican glenn youngkin which is pictured here is now tied with democrat terry mcauliffe mcauliffe see i can't pronounce names i don't know (laughs) in virginia that's just like whoa that's huge because especially like when you see what happened to virginia in such a small amount of time with northrum see i got it this time i didn't call him you got him <laughs> Northfork, by the way, is a town in Virginia. That's why I got confused. Yes, it's where one of the uh, largest Navy bases we have isn't, is located. Um, isn't there like a, a CIA department there or something? Oh, the Navy's got the, I a saw huge base. Like, yeah. well, you're thinking, La- uh, well, Langley. Is yeah, where that's the CIA okay, is Langley. Lang- Langley's right by there. I don't know if Langley. I drove by it once. Yeah, it's in Virginia, but I don't know yeah. proximity to Norfolk. I'm pretty sure it's, eh, it's like maybe an hour away. I don't know. Anywho, I digress. So... My point is, this is very important for the Second Amendment. Because remember, kind of our, that's kind of our thing. We talk about guns <laughs> and their rights. So that's why I like my ears perked up. Because both of these, in my opinion, are states where we have work to do. And, well, in Virginia, we're trying to stop the total, the new jurisdiction. The new jurisdiction mm-hmm. of Virginia. You know, you know, we all remember the... 
what was that when uh that was in 2019 or 2020 no it was 2019 when the um virginia citizens defense league organized that massive protest where that guy the famous picture of the guy with the 50 um the barrett was you remember that mm-hmm. yeah so that was uh when we were at shot show yeah it was yeah. yeah the big rally yeah yeah the big rally so like i said virginia's been a battleground state and new jersey is very much just no no two way for you like yeah. no it's not you don't get it yep. so anyway it's one so of the most have, uh, restrictive states in the union massive so let's let's talk about this young king guy so my first reaction was okay so we we actually have a chance apparently especially with this young king guy he's tied with Terry McAuliffe in Virginia. So I found out a little bit about Mr. Young King. I have uh, an article that was from during his primary, what is uh, Virginia, G- or right after his primary, Virginia GOP's... Let me send that over. Do, 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 copy and paste. It's amazing technology. <laughs> Anyway, so this is from Full Mag News. What is Virginia GOP gubernatorial nominee's stance on the two-way? Uh, so, he apparently caught a lot of flack over his refusal to answer questionnaires sent to him by the NRA. I literally have, like, if I get mail from the NRA, like, on my kitchen counter right now, there is an unopened envelope from the NRA. So, I didn't judge him immediately, okay? Like, it happens. <laughs> okay? I don't even like to respond to the NRA. I technically, I'm like, oh, yeah. It's because we're certified RSOs, so until we can become USCCA yeah, RSOs. Yeah, I should have to open that and, like, make sure, like, my stuff, yes. like, my P's and Q's are crossed because I am an RSO. But I'm like, eh, I don't really want to. And I'm certainly not putting that sticker I can see through the the plastic um, yeah. window on my car or anything like that. Like, that's a no. But anyway, um, but apparently he's also... Uh, flicked off the Virginia Citizens Defense Leave. So what's up with that? So mm-hmm. I was like, Ew. So they say many pointed this as a possible sign he may flip on the issue when it comes down to the general election. You never know, especially with a state like Virginia. But he has claimed that he is a staunch supporter of the Second Amendment. And I quote, I am a gun owner. I am a lifetime member of the NRA. I love how they're always lifetime members of the NRA. Let's <laughs> just no, throw money at people. Yeah. Like that, I threw two hundred bucks. I'm what is it like two hundred and something? Uh, yeah, it's a few hundred bucks. But yeah, I threw a few hundred bucks at the NRA, and I understand what it means to protect our rights to keep and bear arms. As governor, I will defend that right with every legal capacity that I have. I so fundamentally disagree with President Biden. Okay, he went there. These amendments are absolute. I and in a tweet. So hopefully he'll actually do that because a lot of like there's a lot of talk. And then there's actually doing so, but that's still better than Northrum. Yeah. So I'm like, I got excited. So then I tried to find something a little bit uh, newer and I went, I found the VA Dems website, vademocrats.org. And obviously this is like an anti this guy, um, anti Youngkin and like why you shouldn't. So on gun safety reform, it says Youngkin has stated that when it comes to gun safety reform, he is 100% inflexible in his opposition. Nice. I will, and in a quote, I will not sign a piece of legislation that has anything to do with imposing limitations on our Second Amendment. Good for you, dude. So we got to hold them to it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next quote that they use. So let's first start with the question, which was, what Second Amendment legislation would you support? And I think we need to be fully clear, none. So y'all heard it here. The dude is an absolutist, according to this quote. And so that's what we have to hold him to, yeah. So that's what Virginia, if this guy gets elected, 
you guys have a responsibility to be like, if you see him even tow anything, it's like, I have a quote here from you that says that you are an absolutist. So mm-hmm. stick to it. So that's where we have on young kid improvement. I'd say, Oh yeah, for sure. So then we move over to our, the wonderful state of New Jersey. We have Jack Siatrelli. I, uh, with a name like that, He's got to, his mom has got to make some good Italian pasta sauce. You don't think that she puts uh, cookies chocolate in chip <laughs> cookies in there? <laughs> By the way, Larry Sharp says that he puts Italian uh, in his in his red sauce. He puts uh, chocolate chip cookies. Joe's not sure how she feels about that. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I think I think I'm gonna have to try that out. I still haven't like worked myself up to doing that because it's like if I put that much effort into like I'm already at the, the point where I have to like. I'm, I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to mess it <laughs> up. And I'm scared of like the texture, like the ingredient. It's like, oh, I'm a texture person. So yeah. anywho, I digress. So we have Jack in New Jersey. He's a businessman and a former member of New Jersey Assembly. Oh, I should send this to you too. And this mm-hmm. is from Save New Jersey, sorry, SaveJersey.com. And paste. Technology is amazing. Okay. <laughs> All right. So. This is New Jersey, guys. So you have to understand that our cl- close that little close mm-hmm. that, and then scroll down to like the part that has gray. That's him, hijack, and that right there. Defend the rights of okay. So you have different standards for New Jersey. So he clearly is not an absolutist. Okay, just saying that right now. I I never thought that like understand where understand the audience. Okay, it's yep. New Jersey. So even this much is better than nothing. So we got, uh, let's read these quotes. New Jersey's gun laws are among the strictest in the nation, so strict that many law-abiding citizens understandably consider them an infringement upon the Second Amendment rights. Uh, Yeah, it's not that many. It is. Okay, whatever. Consistent with these rights, we need to prohibit criminals, terrorists, and others who may endanger society from obtaining guns. So he's a butt person. But supporting and defending the constitutional rights of law-abiding citizens keep and bear arms. Okay. So he wants to reform any laws that violates an individual's constitutional right to due process. Fantastic. No red flag laws. No okay. red flag laws. Grandfather any firearm that was legally purchased but has deemed illegal in subsequent legislation. Okay. Standardize the process by which firearms, ID cards, and gun carry permits are processed. Because I guess it's like different in, in different states. Yeah. Or different parts <clears throat> of the different states. Listen to me. Different cities. Yeah. Um. And approved and the oppose all increases in related fees. Okay. Speed up gun permit application processes with fast track status for applicants who face Im- imminent danger. Whatever. You shouldn't even have any per- gun permit process, but whatever. Advocate for... Okay, this. Advocate <laughs> for concealed carry for certain dangerous professions. Certain dangerous... I know. Okay, listen. Yeah. That is basically why we're having a second um, uh, a Second Amendment case in New, Jer- in New York. Okay, because... You're giving some people special privileges May to conceal issue. carry. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. But okay, for New Jersey, for New Jersey, put in a little asterisk on this one. Still better than whatever trash they have now. Yep. And finally, promote and fund additional resources to address the underlying serious mental health crisis in our country that is too often manifest itself in gun violence. I agree with you with that one. Absolutely. I, <coughs> I think that's something that needs to be done. Yep. So there we have it, guys. Um, I think that this is something that we need to be paying attention to. Virginia, New Jersey, if you are pro-gun, 
in those states, if you are even just, maybe you're not pro-gun. Maybe you just believe in the Constitution. Maybe mm-hmm. you're pro-freedom. Maybe you're anti-statist. Maybe you're anti-authoritarian. Whatever you want to call yourself. You want to call yourself conservative. You want to call yourself Republican. You want to call yourself politically homeless like I am. Libertarian with a big L, little L. You don't call yourself anything. You just don't like what stuff is going on. Mm-hmm. You need to be active in your states and talk about this, post about this, you know, do some gra- grassroots like work because, um, you know, even these small moving, fo- like this moves forwards, w- like this is at the state level, guys. Like it needs to be done at the state level. Mm-hmm. And that's, all, that's what I'm going to say. So yep. I'm going to start uh, researching a little bit more about these guys and, if I, you know, I'm, I will support them and I will, you know, talk to people in those areas and see what's going on and, not that I have a lot of weight, I'm a nobody. But my point is, I will do what I can. If well, it helps the <coughs> states. Because the fight needs to be fought everywhere. We can't just be like, hi there from the gunshine state. Good luck. Yeah, because you really want, remember, a lot of the the gun laws that you're going to see that are successful, gun control, is going to be at the state level. But a lot of the organizations that are going to be pumping money into gun control are national so we have to continue to fight at each of our state levels and focus uh, on these um, on these blue states that you might think are lost. <clears throat> Excuse me, because if we I've, I've got water, because if we force them to pump all their resources in there, they will not be able to spend the time to attack other states like Florida, Texas, uh, you name it. That might be a little bit vulnerable. That might be on the edge. So we, we keep them, we keep the battle in these states. If we gain ground there, awesome. If we at least keep them from uh, spending millions of dollars in our red states, that's, that's great. So we maintain the holding pattern while we have enough time to regroup, gain more money, and then push on the offensive. So that's why you do have to care about these states. Like Joe said, she saw a lot of people in Oregon that were protesting against, you know, the, the policies of Oregon. So, and it's not something that you would have expected. So, maintain that vigilance. Help some of these organizations like the uh, the Virginia Citizens Defense League, and I forgot what New Jersey's organization is called. I apologize. If Tony Simon was in the chat, or maybe G-Webs can say what it is. Um, but, you know, we really have to uh, help these uh, organizations out and uh, and do what we can again. If you want to take that 10% tithe that you want to impose upon yourself, um, you can give it to some of these out-of-state organizations. It's literally called the New Jersey Citizens Defense League. Okay, so it's just like Virginia. So a lot of them are called, you know. Well, like, they have different ones. New Jersey <clears throat> New Jersey Citizens for Free State's another one. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, the first thing that popped up is New Jersey Citizens Defense League. I hope that's it. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going by whatever DuckDuckGo tells me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, go ahead and check them out. And they have Citizens uh, Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms as well. I mean, if you lived in New Jersey, wouldn't you be like, they need all the help they can get? Yep, and find out which one is effective. Uh, and there you go. There comes Tony right at the, at, uh, at the perfect timing. CNJFO. You feel your ears burning, Tony? Yes, NJ2AS and ANJRPC are New Jersey groups. <laughs> and then Confucius throws in the death penalty there. I'm not sure where that came from, but... <laughs> but, but yeah, so let's focus on that. Help those organizations pay attention to some of the races that are out of your state. 
so that, you know, we keep the battles in these states and we prevent them from spreading further. And then eventually that gives us the resources to be able to push out of there. I've never heard of the groups that Joe mentioned. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to go ahead and blame DuckDuckGo. I just literally, like, DuckDuckGo, New Jersey, like, gun defense uh, groups, and I got a whole bunch of fake ones, apparently, or just really, really small ones. I mean, they they literally are, like, if you go to forum.opencarry.org, there's a New Jersey Citizens Defense League meeting that they're advertising. Then we have the the next one is the CCKBA. Like uh, apparently, there's a lot more groups out there. They're probably small, oh. but again, oh, and help us. The live, Second Amendment is for everyone too. Yeah, the Second Amendment. <laughs> um, the diversity shoot diversity shoot dot org dot dot org dot com. Oh my god! <laughs> you better find out, Joe. Please hold. <laughs> But yes, uh, go ahead and support all these groups. And like we will always emphasize. Dot com, dot yes. Diversity.com. Keep, keep the battle in other states. Help them out so that it doesn't spread any further. So we're down to 15 minutes left in the show. So so many topics. I know. So we're going to have to move over to what our future plans are with uh, Twitch and streaming and all that stuff. Really? That's where you're going <clears> to go in the next 15 minutes? Yeah, that's where I was going to go. You didn't know. What did you want to talk about? I don't know the 15 other topics that we have lined up. But. I know, but we've got so many other ones. So as you guys all know, I've been doing some uh, I've been doing some streams lately. YouTube is not as effective for video game streaming, so we're going to start doing probably at least once a week, I would say maybe more just because we play video games more than once a week, and sometimes it's like, well, we might as well just stream it. Uh, so we're going to start going on Twitch. Uh, we really want to encourage you to check us out there. Uh, even if Twitch isn't necessarily your thing, it's at, at twitch.tv. So I'm going to put put the link right here in the chat. Twitch.tv slash Locked Loaded Latinos. Just like all of our other channels. So go ahead and check us out there. I'll bring up the page so that people can see what we're all about and what we're trying to do there. So as many of you know, we've uh, tried to make guns and gaming a thing here. Uh, sometimes Difficult just because we want to sit down and play games and not worry about other yeah. stuff, but uh, but now we're going to be more committed to it. So we have, I've I've kind of revamped and relaunched our locked and loaded Latinos uh, Twitch TV page. So let's bring up the screen share over here so you can kind of see how we've got it on here. Our little about, uh, changed some of the theming, integrated our Instagram and all that stuff. So go ahead and check that out. We're probably going to stream this week. I'm trying to figure out the concept of what we're going to do if it's just straight up game streaming and we talk about certain topics That's or what I want. Yeah. My 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 goal is no offense to you guys. I love you guys. But the goal is to infiltrate new minds with fresh ideas that mm. are good for them. Yep. Sorry, so, uh it can even be uh random things like, you know, being subversive like playing a video game and Let's take what happened with uh, with Baldwin today. So I think a cool stream would be to play Red Dead Redemption because it's a western a western shooter, and use that as the and uh, and you know use that as a segue to then say hey hey this is a western shooter this is a pretty cool game check out all these historic guns maybe it's important to talk about the four rules of gun safety as well and then. Had the four rules of gun safety going off on the other side. Well, we play these games and people will be like, what are you talking about? Well, 
This is this event that happened this earlier this week. It was a tragedy. How can we learn from this? So Twitch, um, Ting Ting says, is this child is this child friendly because my son likes games? I personally, we will not. We try. We would try to avoid. Um, how the, old is your son? <laughs> well, the video was, games can be violent. Yeah, that I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, I I would stay away from Twitch depending on their age. Um, I was looking for like. When we talk about getting kids involved, I'm talking more like teenagers and things like that. Um, no, although I do think as early as you can, of course, but I'm just a little worried about Twitch is a, is a slippery slope because a lot of weird things happen on Twitch is why we haven't been on it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's literally like just... What, a one car fast asks, does Twitch let you pick up guns live? Yes, well, it does. If you go to a T uh, Rex Arms, we can show it because it's it's isn't already it pre recorded. Aim, aim yes, it's Aim Botkin. Uh, let's go to. But anyway, going back to Tang Tang, um, depending on your child's age, I would not let them go on Twitch because there's a lot of depravity. If he's just. <laughs> I'm just being realistic. If you accidentally go to the wrong channel, you don't know what you're going to see. Like, it's. They're they're trying to crack down on it because before it was a thing where girls would go on there and so you can see that this is Lucas stuff just to get money. So they're trying to crack down on it though. Yeah, but yeah, just be careful. Was David like a black eye? Uh, yeah, it looked like yeah, it looked like he hit his eye there, hurt himself there. So this is Lucas with T Rex arms. He's messing with all his gear and his armory. You can see that he does uh, chats like this pretty regularly. Again, I don't care what you think about him. He's setting an example here that you can show this content on Twitch. So he's got his armory. He's showing off like an AR-15 over here and a bunch of other equipment. So, yes, he's got his Glock in his hand. Yes, it. from what I can see, you can show off whatever does you want. Does he even on, play video games anymore? He just yeah, no, he does both. So he does like an armory stream and then he'll do like... That's crazy. Uh, you see, he gets 15,000 views. So it's like, um, gives me hope that... Um, yeah. This is something that this is good work. You I, you can feel whatever way you want to about. Um, I mean, this is his intro Mr. screen Botkin. for his for his streams as they're about to start. So it shows him running you know, the course, I, I know, doing night he, vision, all the stuff. So polarizing. Some yeah. people really don't like him. Um, I could take him or leave him. Like it's I don't really watch this. Stuff. I do I think th- he's very talented. It, his cinematography is good and how he integrates like. How it looks like Call of Duty with the way that he shoots, yeah, and he actually did the motion about, capture he did for the Call motion, of Duty. The, the motion capture for Call of Duty. So I do think he contributes by doing that very much so to like we've talked about how important this is. So he obviously does good work with this. So him personally, I don't know. Like I, I just haven't spent enough time learning about him. So I know some people don't like him. So sorry if this offends you, <laughs> but I'm just talking about we're the just concept about of the, like what, hey the work that he's doing with this is important to put this kind of content on Twitch, which is aimed towards um, the younger generation, Gen Z, whatever's after Gen Z, teenagers, like getting them to get rid of the stigma and the fear. And um, I'm assuming that he promotes gun safety and and knowledge on his streams. Uh, uh, Does he do anything to it? Okay, so if you go to... they, uh, He and his brother actually do... Many live streams, they talk about the government, they talk about history. They actually had one that was very good a few years ago where they went through the Second Amendment and they talked about the right to keep and bear arms, at least um, his older brother did. I forgot what his older brother's name is. I think it's Isaac. Um, He actually went through and found a 1790s or 1780s dictionary and 
explain how the definition of arms, uh, not just applied to firearms, swords, or anything like that, knives. It applied to defensive implements, so armor, body armor, all that good stuff uh, also did. So they do that. They have talked about, um, I believe that uh, Lucas and his brother helped to contribute to stopping some gun control legislation in the state that they're in. I think it's Tennessee. Uh, he will not train anybody that is a federal agent, even though he does train law enforcement, anybody that would be involved in red flag laws or any sort of confiscation, anything like that. He will not train them. So I would say look at his content before you can judge. I think he's trying to normalize gun culture. He's also very pro civilians should have the equivalent or superior equipment to what military and law enforcement have. So he is all about you must have good professional equipment. You should have body armor. You should have night vision. So he does you his should... own version of 2A. Like yeah. He doesn't do it the way we do it or you do it, G-Webs, but in his way, he's doing... Yeah, so I think I, I would check out some of his content, and I think that what he does is some good work. It's a different approach, and I, I think he contributes to a lot of stuff. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, I know. A YouTuber won't train to Leo. Uh, it's it's not that he won't train Leo's to say he's he's been explicit about if you're going to be involved in like the confiscation or infringement of people's rights, like I'm not going to get involved with you. So I would say that he's got like the Phoenix ammunition kind of stance when it comes to that, at least the way that's the way he's kind of described. Okay, it. I haven't watched enough. There's such just I just don't like certain people like when I see them, like I'm a vibes. Per of, I'm a hippie. I'm yeah. a vibes person. And I think it's because he's so twitchy that it gives me anxiety to look at him. And I'm uh, when he's shooting so well he's like, always got his like, energy drinks and he's like on monster like he gives me like he makes me feel like my pulse is like like he gives me palpitations because he just moves like uh, i don't know what it but is. anyway like, it, my point is i won't watch him yes, because of that but so he, i can't i can't like i just haven't watched enough his content to tell you whether i think he's a good dude or not i just know that he's doing something that do i think he does more for the second amendment than a lot of other gun tubers yes yeah. i think he does i think yeah. he does and I think he actually puts a little bit more of his money where his mouth is. Judge him as you will. He's uh, he's very religious, so he has certain orthodox stance on, on certain things. I think that's why some people don't like him. Um, but yeah, uh, but yeah, I've had the situation blaming the other side, and luckily it's not two. It's hiding behind the two to make money. Uh, I don't yeah. think he's hiding behind the two to make. A lot of people do, and that's what we were talking yeah. a little about. I, I never, I never got that impression no. from him. Um, he's got his business. He's very Christian. He, he tries to run like an ethical business and he has moral standards that he tries to live up to. So I think in that regard, I don't think he's like a lot of these other people, but I don't know what his stance is on other things, but like, yeah, I don't, I can't tell you how he is about other things. From what I can tell, he seems like he's small government. He's anti-authoritarian and he thinks civilians should own military equipment. So that's what I can tell you his stance is. From what I can tell, all but I, anyway, all I know is that I like his stance on video games. Yes, but anyway, <laughs> I think that his approach try to with trying to with normalize like, yeah. gun culture uh, and normalize owning certain equipment and getting training that's specific and tactical training, I think that that's cool, and I think he does a good approach, and I think that his method is good, and I think at least emulating what he's already done. So, show he's already shown that. You can go on Twitch and show off guns in your armor and your equipment but see, and get even, thousands of that's views. That's not even going to be, like, that wouldn't even be my approach. I would even be softer. Like, no, but but but, like, but we already know that there seems to be that some of the barriers that we have on YouTube don't seem to exist on. Yeah. And it would be great if you can grab a gun and show people the four rules of gun safety or this is how you take apart a basic striker-fired pistol because 
almost all of them are pretty similar. I mean, that would be, I mean, I don't know how they're, if this will eventually change, but I feel like that itself, like Twitch has its own problems. Like Twitch has problems, like big time. We mentioned it about the deer people. There's, yeah. there's a thing. We're not going to get into it, but you can't say certain political things on yeah. Twitch without them getting very upset and getting you banned. Um, but it doesn't seem like guns are the hill they're going to die on. They don't seem to care about it. If this guy can get away with mm-hmm. cleaning his rifles and, showing him running around doing um, all kinds of, of, of yeah manipulations with his weapons and all this stuff. So might be a good avenue for more gun people to get on. Maybe we could carve out a little well, I know, think safety area. I don't know if more people jumped on. If they well, were I think that. even being able to, let's let, okay, how effective was it when we were at that Juneteenth event and I could show somebody an AR-15 and physically show you and show, okay, part of what an assault weapons ban looks like is that they eliminate certain features from a rifle. So being able to show somebody how an adjustable stock is extremely helpful for smaller shooters or women or people of different sizes, not smaller anybody, and how that's really helpful is easy because I can show you a picture, but if I physically can show... Joe, give her an AR-15 and say, if you can't adjust this stock, it's going to look really uncomfortable. Like, I give it to you with the stock fully extended and say, if you could not adjust this, would this be comfortable for you to shoot? And you'd be like, no. Or, hey, here's a pistol grip. It makes it more effective. You will be a more effective shooter, which will make you safer because you will be able to guarantee that your shots go where you intend them to go. And that's why certain features are useful in a firearm. So, so being able to show somebody a traditional hunting style rifle versus an AR-15 ex- and explain why the features in the AR-15 actually make it safer and more effective and not scary. Because mm-hmm. they're like, these things make it more dangerous, these high-capacity magazines and the shoulder thingy that goes up, the barrel shroud and all this crazy stuff. You know, I'm just making fun well, of them now. We, like, you see the, the, we saw the, um, the advantage of showing people like when we did that local event uh, yeah. here. Uh, where we had a small crowd of people watching us explain why these these rules were stupid, and they're just you just show them the common sense of like, well, the uh, stock being adjustable is when you have someone as short as I am, um, it just makes sense, and everybody was like, yeah, it does, mm-hmm. and it's like that's invaluable because people just don't know what things are and they make them sound scary when the politicians don't even know what they are double barrel extended magazine clips although that wasn't a politician that was the um a retired police yeah police chief supposedly yeah i don't know i don't know how you get away with doing a whole career Mm -hmm. in the uh as a leo and not know how to well actually i could see that yeah um but the the uh the the barrel shroud thing is like that was like whoa and that's not just one person i think that's a very common thing amongst people who don't know what guns are and they think that they know enough to just pass laws um geo it's very interesting that you i just want to point out that he actually looked did you see that he actually checked out twitch originally Mm -hmm. and didn't find any gun content on there so i wonder i think people didn't think about it because uh, other people have posted adult content on twitch circumventing things I'm not saying that that's a good thing. That's caused a lot of controversy there. Twitch is actually in a lot of turmoil for different reasons right now. That's like all these trying, other social media companies. To, um, 
warned Ting Ting because she was talking about letting her kids go on Twitch. And I'm like, yeah, there might be an age filter you want to put on there. Yeah. And you might want to be, like, watching because there's a lot of sketch stuff on Twitch, too. Mm-hmm. They literally had this thing where they had hot tubbing. Yeah. Like, girls go on there to be, like, what's that other one that was, uh, that's, I mean, it's not like, what's the, the, the thing where people go to pay uh, OnlyFans. It's not OnlyFans. Yeah. But they basically, uh, girls get on there to be like. Uh, Explicit, you know, yeah. And then they, they ask for tips and stuff. So it's a little gross. So, uh, yeah. But they actually, Twitch has been cracking down on it big time um, recently. So I know they banned a whole bunch of people who did that. And hot tubs are now officially banned, which I'm like, good for them. Cause that's like, they're yeah. losing revenue too, mm-hmm. but they have to have like, a, as a company, you have to have a certain standards. Standard I get that. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, and, and, and obviously Twitch's intent was to be Game. like a gaming platform. Yeah. So the IRL stuff, uh, was weird, but anyway, so we'll see what we can do there. I think it would be useful to be able to show people demonstrate things, especially when it comes to safety or to dispel certain myths or even like, Hey, this is the gun that you just saw in this video game. This is how it actually functions in real life. This is how you take it apart. This is how you'd be safer. Look at these guys. They totally screwed up this reload animation. Like, this isn't how it would work in real life. My uh, brother was pointing that out with Back for Blood the other day. He was like, whether you're out of ammo or... He's like, even if you ha- if you do a reload and you still have one in the chamber, they still hit the bolt release every time, even though the bolt is technically full because there's one in the chamber. I think chamber. it's really interesting when you so. see, like, once you become uh, a gun person and you start noticing that, it's like adds a different layer to yeah. gaming and, and so you and can even point that stuff out, stuff. like, hey, check this out, like this gun animation is wrong. Like, let me show you an AR right now with some dummy ammo, and you can see like it's not gonna it's not gonna work that way. So I think it's just cool, even for factoids, or just to get people interested and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, I think that, that that's a, a cool approach and something we're going to try out, and we'll have fun with it. And I honestly... Even, by the way, I'm talking about hot tubs, and we, like, had Tony in the chat, and we didn't even, like, realize the, the oh, built-in yeah. joke <laughs> that could have been made there, and G-Webs went that's ahead true. and did it. Um, G-Webs in the chat said, I heard Simon Says Train has a Snapchat bubble bath channel. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually, along with us, it's always talking about Black Swan Tactical. If you go to blackswantactical.com, I actually have to go down to my mailbox and see if I've gotten that in my Let's Go Brandon mug. Oh, yeah, we got to check that out. They also have a very limited edition, very cool patch that features Mr. Simon Says Train himself, Tony, <laughs> uh, an animated version of him. In a, in, a, in a tub. It's not a hot tub. It's just a tub. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I can't wait to get mine. And I actually want to put it on my regular backpack and see if anybody says anything. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Walk around with that. So, uh, yeah, I think, uh, what, look at that. We've reached 10 o'clock. We made it through two hours this evening. It wasn't that bad, except I was yawning there 30 minutes ago. Yeah. So I apologize to everybody. But anyway, this is what we're going to do. We are going to check out uh, Twitch. We will let you know if we stream. Check out our different social media. I will post it everywhere. So, Oh, 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 before I go, since yes, you has dropped it. the blackswantactical.com uh, in there, if you get a patch that does, uh, pro- proceeds do go to uh, diversityshoot.com. So not only do you get a really cool patch, but you also support a cool, very cool Pro2A um, 
organization that does good work. Absolutely. So go get you a patch. Yep. And always support those who support you. Tony's been a great friend of ours ever since we got into advocacy, and we always want to try to support him and what he does. He's Fun fact, I called, I didn't know Tony uh, the first time I met him, so I thought his name was Simon. <laughs> I think a lot of people do. Yeah, I was like, hi, Simon. He's like, no, it's Tony. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. But, uh, oh, so without further ado, that is episode 63 of the Locked and Loaded Latinos podcast. We will be back on Saturday uh, since Joe will be traveling once again. So that will be our Halloween episode. Uh, we will probably do one or two game streams before then. Uh, one at least on Twitch. Maybe we'll do one on YouTube, but we want to start By promoting the way, we uh, have people a to come on Twitch. Tab. I, this is a new thing. So we have an actual tab now on our YouTube channel called Communities where we can put upcoming things. So uh, keep an eye. Yeah, so uh, for, for anything. Like uh, Ting Ting, you're not on IG. That's usually where we post stuff. But I tend to now double post on YouTube. So I'll let people know. So if you check us out on YouTube, check us out on Twitter. And all the different platforms, whichever one works for you, I will make sure to post uh, different things. I would also, I, we were on the phone with a good friend of ours last night. We had a really, um, it was a very heated. Well, I guess it was a passionate conversation, but it wasn't like angry or anything like that. Because when you're with your friends, that's not how it is. But I went deaf. But that's but, uh, uh, just but, because Rolando talks really loud. But he did bring up like, man, these are the conversations that we should have sometimes that the community should see. But it was a very uncensored, politically incorrect conversation. Where people were having the disagreeing on things. Yes. Uh, so I think it would be great, but it's not something that we would be able to do on YouTube without getting banned. Because lots of things were said. That yeah, it was not be okay politically incorrect. There was curse words involved, and it not was not so many curse words. It was just the opinions themselves that yeah. were not. They could be very safe. controversial. So yeah. I think that eventually I might want to do something like that. If you got a taste of what um, Katie's passionate, fiery conversation that we had on Hank Strange's show last week, that's kind of a taste of it. YouTube has been a little bit less strict about certain things, but. I wouldn't push my luck. Adam Krigler just got banned. Yeah, I think I think we're not doing that. No, no, I think eventually I might want to do a once a month episode on locals or something like that where you can't be restricted, and we'll bring on a guest where it's like, well, we can say whatever the heck we want. Even though, if you do look back at our episode with Maj Ture, that was was basically that was basically a we he said whatever he wanted, but uh, YouTube didn't care at the time. But yeah, I'm telling you, it's different now though. I know. Like this recently, like I, know, I feel no. like everyone things getting, are weird. Like, the, the hammer's coming down. Well, and and really, you have to understand and the like too. a lot of things. A lot of things that happen on YouTube are manual. Yeah. So if you're not automatically flagged by the algorithm, uh, you'll be okay. But uh, if somebody actually watches our content, they might gig us later on. So that's how it is. So it's when you get on somebody's radar that they actually watch your stuff from YouTube that things are a problem. The algorithm can catch you. It can suppress things, but until you get that manual, like, review, that's, you know, there's only so much you can do. Pretty sure we said stuff that will get us kicked. Oh, yeah, I think we'll retroactively get banned eventually. (laughs) But we'll see. But, yeah, catch us on all those other platforms. I do now repost the show on Rumble as well, so if you can't capture the live show and you don't want to support YouTube, like, catch us on Rumble. Listen to the audio podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, Google, uh, wherever you find your podcasts. And support the show. Let uh, let people know if you like it. Yeah. We do have a Patreon subscribe star if you want to help out the show or anything like that. 
we always like to try to improve things, try to go to different events, and, you know, that's uh, it can cost a lot of money sometimes to do that stuff. So if you want to help out, never an expectation, but go ahead and, and check those out. So thank you once again. We will let you know what else we are streaming this week as far as games, but if not, we will be back on Saturday. Yes. What time? Uh, I guess we'll do 7 o'clock our normal time. All right, so 7 p.m. Saturday, this channel. Be here. Tell yep. your friends. So thank you all for coming this evening. Great to see some new uh, some new faces in there like Ting Ting and everyone being active in the chat. You guys are what make the show worthwhile and a lot of fun for us. So we appreciate all of you. Thank you so much for joining us on a Monday night, and we hope that you have an excellent rest of your week. I'm going to go make some frozen tostones. Oh, that sounds good. Well, it sounds better than not having any tostones at all. Yeah. So thank you so much, everyone. Take care. Have a great evening.